Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Cadaver Lab podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. All right. <laughs> you seem like you had something to say there. No, I usually do, but I decided I'm going to be somber during this episode. Listen, there's a reason to be somber too. Why? We This is bad news. What happened? We got our first one star review. Are you serious? On iTunes. <laughs> What happened? Apparently, some guy was like, he said something like, do you like gay jokes? If so, this podcast is for you. <laughs> you know, it, it is funny because the first time, the first thing I read it, I was just like, you know, I wonder if, I hope we're not being mean because, I mean, we joke about, you know, grabbing each other's balls and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, we, I mean we're not like... Are we mean? I hope not. I don't think we're mean. I, that guy's probably just a latent homosexual. Well, and that's which fine. Is fine. What? I mean, that's fine. That's cool, man. Listen, I'll tell you what. I can't believe it's been this long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. that brings us down quite a bit, then, huh? No. Oh, okay. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot <laughs> when we have nineteen positive and one. Well, we've got negative. like uh, I can't remember, but it's it. It doesn't matter. Okay. I, ju- I just that's thought fine. that that was a momentous occasion. <laughs> we got we got the number one. We're, now I'm going to be even more somber. Well, we're legit now. Why? Because oh, every good one. podcast out there that I listen to has at least one one star. Oh, that's good. Thanks for thanks for making us a martyr. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's just funny. That is I mean, funny. That's, anyway, so I don't know. Let's we get we got a, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. This yeah, time. I was thinking on the way down with how many episodes we have and like all this. Well, and stuff I also we have a lot of stuff. By the way, today we're doing Tales of the Crypt. I have a lot of history. Yeah. To talk about on Tales of the Crypt, so you just want to get into it? Nothing. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's start with actually. Let's get into some uh, feedback. We got a, we got one email that I want to that I want to bring up. It's from McPierce. Um, he said, uh, "Let's see." Oh, it was about Jennifer. He was talking about Jennifer, and oh, yeah. he hadn't seen it. I, apparently, he, he he researched what Jennifer was all about, and he said this. Uh, it disproves one forever long-standing rule. BJs are like pizza. <laughs> Even if they're bad, they're never that bad. <laughs> you know? I would say that this I agree. breaks with, that rule, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I bet he didn't even see the extras. Oh, the- my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, I don't know. Let's. I, I feel like we're rushing the beginning. Should we just get into voicemails? Yeah, and say, let's, let's do, do it, it, man. Sammy, I have a wonderful idea for you and your foreskin reattachment surgery. If you straighten your arm and play with that flap of skin where your elbow should be, that would make a wonderful texture to cover your mushroom head. Just a thought. I just no, tried. Wait, it. wait, 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 wait. I just tried. No, 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 wait, wait. So I, I turn on the voicemail on the computer, and I'm over here looking at uh, looking at the screen. You know, just kind of looking at the the media player and whatnot. And all of a sudden, I hear Sam start laughing. He's got his arm. He's got his arm extended, and he's feeling his his elbow skin and just laughing. That is disturbing, dude. <laughs> Oh. oh man, I appreciate that. Uh, I didn't like that face you were making either. Well, I'm just gonna do that. everywhere oh, I go. I'm gonna start feeling that thing and just laughing. Oh. Hey guys, this is Julie, commenting on your Masters of Horror episode. Um, Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Thanks for playing the promo, by the way. It's always a surprise to hear that. I mean, a pleasant surprise. 
<laughs> I just never expect to. Um, the um, I wanted to comment on cigarette burns. Oh, first one, Jennifer. I actually haven't seen it, but a friend of mine did. She said it was very good. I'm tempted to watch it just to see about giving you a woman's point of view on it. I mean, considering the uncomfortable levelness for guys might actually be very different from a female point of view. I just haven't got around to it yet. Like I have this huge stacks and stacks of DVDs I haven't watched. Um, but uh, as to cigarette burns, that was one I really liked. I particularly liked the creepy um, person left over from the film um, without giving anything away. Uh, similar to the only thing that was in Constantine. Yes, there was one thing that was vaguely interesting in Constantine. Um, the um, and one of Ben Affleck's best best roles. <laughs> but uh, uh, wandering far afield, um, the cigarette burns of the title are also mentioned in Fright and um, also mentioned in Fight Club. Uh, but that's just one of those things. Um, the thing comparing it to the Ninth Gate is interesting because to me, cigarette burns actually resonated with a movie called. Popcorn. Popcorn, which I suspect it, it's one of those. It's one of those weird little direct to horror, direct to DVD, well, video VHS movies from a while back, and it was about a theater group or a drama group who were this is 1991, who are reviving an old theater, putting it, you know, putting it to rights because they're going to present a big. Um, going to present a, a horror movie, all-night horror movie fest and get people in and do costume contests and get all the crazy stuff. And there's some really, really good movie parodies of things like um, William Castle type stuff with, you know, things popping out into the audience and smells and all of this. It's, it's not a very serious movie, but it actually was really fun. But part of what, um, part of what, it centers around is a film that is um, the only the possessor the possessor which is this weird short that's like you know looking at an eyeball and then a fly and I mean things like that that's just like what the hell was that um, and when I saw cigarette burns that was exactly what I thought of because the possessor when it was first shown um, the theater burned down and nobody nobody um, Nobody who apparently survived. So you know, it's it might be worth looking at. It's it's as I said, it's fairly silly. It's not meant to be a terribly serious movie, but it's not a bad movie in any way. And uh, and I mean, it's basically your typical slasher with a few little twists and and the movie thrown in. And it was done long before Cigarette Burns or Ninth Gate. And in fact, even before the um, Ninth Gate, the plot that you're referring to, the whole plot about the, the nine gates in the book is actually a minor subplot the book the focus is actually on something else entirely um it's called the the club de ma and it's all about Corso's search for something to do with um parts of the three musketeers and the ninth gate is only a subplot which is so weird um anyway sorry Bring aside. Um, just had to call and say hi. Missed you guys. Glad you're feeling better, Mike. And uh, I'm one of the nice ones. I don't leave you terrible mean messages. 
silly. Bye-bye. Okay, hold on a second. Don't say anything. Wait for wait for like 10 seconds. Uh-huh. We can't say anything until people come back from fast forwarding through that message. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> hey, G- now wait a second. Okay, voicemails need to be one page or less. I heard a page turn. <laughs> Julie, I, why, why do we even let you... I don't know why you don't hate us. I really don't. Well, here's the deal. Julie knows what the hell she's talking about. Absolutely. Because she goes off on all these things that I have not even thought of at all. Actually, I was listening to it, and then I, I would hear something like uh, popcorn, and then I, I watched the game for a minute. And well, then, then, then I heard three musketeers. Like, well, you know what was f- funny is you said she said cigarette on fight burn or cigarette, cigarette burns on Fight Club. I'm like, what were that? What is she talking about? Uh-huh. And you just talked about the giant giant schlong on the on the movie well, when they when they edited that in. I started thinking about how can I do that on my DVDs. Well, I, and I, I didn't even hear like the next. I started around. thinking about how we could do that on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, no, she man, she knows a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff, so that's good. Hi, yeah, guys. This is Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard again. Just a quick note. You know, you're mentioning Vantage Point as being part of your evil concoction to come up with uh, um, Im- Imprint, is it? Um, I haven't seen that one. I know I should. But anyway, um, actually, a far more appropriate film would be Rashomon, which is sort of the original of that tell the story from different points one, which is a lovely uh, movie from uh, Toshiro Mifune and Akira Kurosawa, samurai-ish film. It's actually a thief who uh, attacks a, a man and woman on the road. It's not a it's not a horror movie by any means. It's actually a drama, but it's the the trial of the thief and his side of the story and the woman's side of the story and the dead husband's side of the story as told through a medium. And uh, and it's just it's a really really good movie. So uh, if you ever if you ever want to see what Vantage Point was ripping off of, you should see Rashomon. Okay, bye bye. Hey, listen, I'm not technical, but is there anything we can put right here that will turn people's um, iTunes back on from where they just turned it off? <laughs> Unbelievable! You know what? She calls us up, you know, out of the goodness of her heart. And sure, it was 20 minutes and we're talking, <laughs> but listen. I can't help it. Why do you think people listen to our podcast in the first place? They listen to our dumbasses? No. Listen, you know? People who listen to it for us. This is why they listen. I know, because they actually learn something from people like that. So, no, thank you, Julie, for that again. So, please keep calling back. Hey, Sam, Mike. It's, uh, it's Marmageddon from the forums. Um, well, I just got a little bit into your uh, newest uh, podcast and great stuff as usual and since uh, I try to keep up with my obligations Sam you did it you got all three of those horrible horrible movies uh, connected to Bruce and I said I'd verbally blah 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 you so oh grand and wise poobah of the connecting of people to Bruce Campbell I give you all the credit in the world and I hope you are able to uh, figure out that one that you can't uh, connect because of the uh, changed names maybe you could throw that out to the listeners and see if maybe we could all work together to figure that one out just so it's a full completion of every suggestion that's been connected. Um, Mike, I hope you're uh, feeling better with your recent spat of medical issues. Um, As usual, keep up the good work, guys, and uh, look forward to listening to the rest of the show and um, further shows to come. Have a good one. 
So how does that feel? Well, I was just going to ask you if there's a way I can get my junk through this cable to get all the way to Schmarmy again. <laughs> the the grand poobah of of something or other? Yeah. Sam no, doesn't need that. I don't need that. I, I'm a well, no, no, no. You don't deserve it. I don't. I'm just I, I Are don't. you kidding me? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sam's feeling a strange, a strange bout of humility. I'm sure it will go away soon. No, I think it's here for real. Really? I, what, I've been you, so humble this whole time. Because you feel... Because <laughs> you feel... Are you kidding me? <laughs> I defy anybody. Well, the, the thing is, is I talked all that shit up, and then people actually started sending a whole bunch in. Yeah. And I had to go cower in my corner. There's too many. <laughs> There's too many. I can't do it. It's too many. So now I feel like a complete dumbass. So, so. Uh, what was that one movie where they changed the names again? Do you remember? Uh, yes, it's a Phantom Killer. Phantom Killer. Yeah. All right. Let, let's put it this way. Actually, and I wasn't going to bring this up till next episode, but I got some DVDs in the mail from an independent uh, movie maker. Tell you what, whoever can get th- that Phantom Killer, he sent he sent four, five or six of them. Okay. So we, we should give away all of them except for one yeah. or whatever. In the, the first person who can get the Phantom Killer. Uh, Six Degrees of Bruce Campbell will get one of these DVDs. Oh, yeah. How does that sound? That is odd. That's a great idea. So, we'll actually talk about the DVDs themselves because we're saving it for a topic of an upcoming episode, but you will get one of these. And it's Phantom Killer, and it's killer spelled K-I-L-E-R. So, it looks like Phantom Kyler, but it's Phantom Killer. Huh. All right. Well, there you go. Free stuff. Hey, guys. This is uh, Bone Maple. Uh, infrequently from the forums, um, just kind of getting over a little bit of a cold, so I may sound like I just took a lot of the snoot or something, but uh, just bear with me. Um, just wanted to call and comment. I just listened to the Masters of Horror episode. Um, <clears throat> a few things. I totally agree with you guys on the, the whole imprint thing. Um, actually, you know, Billy Drago, dude, like, I... Once I once that guy started, I couldn't like get it up for the rest of the episode. It was like done for me. I couldn't even. It was terrible. I just my opinion of it is it's just stupid. And you know the whole Muppet thing at the end. Yeah. Well. Okay. Um. A couple other things. I, I uh. I figured I'd begin the ball bustings now. Um. I distinctly heard, and maybe I was fantasizing. I don't know what was going on. Uh. I distinctly heard Sam say that uh, he would use Hayden Christensen's ass. Um, and I I don't think I need to add anything else to that other than uh, uh, kicking the balls to Mike for um, not exploiting that. It kind of just uh, went right over your head. Um, the other thing is, um, during one of your, uh, and that was during it was six degrees, and later on in the episode, you were doing, uh, Sam was doing a six degrees for a movie called Clay, which... I would never watch in a million years because it's just like sounds really stupid. But anyway, um, he had mentioned Kira Knightley um, from Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, whatever you want to say, um, as being in episode one from Star Wars with Liam Neeson. Well, uh, Sam must have been uh, staring longingly at Hayden's ass and uh, didn't notice that it was actually Natalie Portman and not Kiara and Knightley, so I'm going to have to uh, call you out on that. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have to uh, just redo that one there, uh, Sammy boy. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, Bone Maple signing off. So 
couple of things there. <laughs> I don't remember saying that I would use Hayden Christensen ass. His you know, ass. can I say I, something real quick? Yeah. Real quick, I interrupt you. I'm sorry. But when you're doing those six degrees, I typically don't even listen to you. <laughs> so I, don't, I know you're getting so, ready for the next. So I get so I get a kick in the balls for that uh, for for you using Hayden Christensen's ass. Plus, that's just I mean that's just how you talk normally. Well, so maybe that's the kind no. of gay joke that guy was talking. You know about. what? But no, I don't think so because I think I distinctly remember not saying I would use Hayden Christensen's ass. I think I said I would want to have a uterus inserted inside me just to have his children. That's I'm pretty sure that's what I say. <laughs> now, in, anyway, to the second point. Yeah, let's make sure Sam gets this one off. To his the chest. second point about Kira Knightley. Let me assure everyone out there that the humility has just gone out the window because <laughs> I look this shit up and I back this shit up. So go look up Kira Knightley. She's in Star Wars Episode One, and it's not Natalie Portman because Kira Knightley plays one of the Queen's guards. She's like one of the backup. Queen of Naboo's chicks, and so she has a very small part in that movie. Well, when did that come out? Like, like nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, so uh, yeah, that, I mean that's ten years ago, and yeah. she was probably really young. Yeah, it's one of maybe her, like in her teens even. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's. I guess I have no idea how old she roles. is, but the, but the thing is, is yeah, ten years ago, it's not like she would have been that big, really. Yeah, I, I mean, at least not like she is now. I, I guess I appreciate that you're, you know, that you're well, making so, sure I'm doing no, no, it right. But way. I am. Let's put it this way: somebody's actually listening. Because I know, I know I'm not. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, go go look it up on IMDb. I back all my shit up. You know what? I'm going to refrain. <laughs> I okay? appreciate that. Because I don't want to get any, one, any more one-star reviews. Okay? Oh, pardon me. My good buddy Sam and Mike. This is Metal Mikey calling on a Friday morning before he goes to work. So, if I sound a bit out of it, you forgive me. Ah, but yesterday, or wait, was it the day before? No, it was the day before. Yes. I actually caught up with your most recent episode of the Simply Ravishing Cadaver Lab podcast. I wish I had more to talk about with the episode. I mean, as I'm sure Mike has on Twitter... I've not actually seen one single Masters of Horror episode. I mean, that episode did sort of lead me to the path of some that I may want to check out. I mean, obviously, right now, there's like an emergency red light this weekend to maybe go and see if I can rent a copy of Jennifer at the very least. But up until this point, remember, I have no access to Showtime. And... Admittedly, there is a bit of hesitancy about stuff that I do see coming through direct DVD. And, of course, me not knowing that this is like a Showtime product, that was the only real context I had Masters of Horror in. So, yeah. Be, I don't know, I don't want to say happy or even satisfied, but be comforted, I guess, in the knowledge that you may have led a potential viewer to check out some more new material. Oh, but I do have to knock on someone, and no, it is not you, Sam. Although I will say, Sam, you could have gone a bit further with your Sam on the Town segment this time out. I'm just saying, just a hair bit further, you were a bit reserved. But, you know, hey, you still pulled the job off. 
But no, I'm speaking about you, Mike. Now, Mike, I take no pleasure in this. Really, I do not. But, oh, Lordy, you know how close I came to just completely wasting you that very day when you pulled that fast one on us about you not knowing who Lloyd Kaufman was at the instant you mentioned it? Oh, dude. 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 Come on. You almost trumped everything that Sam might have done in the past with his noob status with that one single moment of confusion. I mean, you didn't save yourself. I'll give you that. But you just came very, very close to invoking the ire of the Metal Mighty. Ooh. That was a close call. I'll just say... Next time, you know, take a moment of recollection, avoid somewhat similar incidents in the future, we'll all be good. I mean, we're all one big happy family anyways, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now yeah, I'm through rambling. Actually, I should really get my ass to work for once. So, I will again talk to you soon, all right? Take it easy, guys, and catch you later. Bye. All right, let me defend myself just for one quick second. First of all, I never, ever forgot who Lloyd Kaufman was, okay? I always knew who he was, I, I, you know, whatever. All I did was for a split second, my brain disconnected the name from the face. That happens all the time to me. Listen, this is just going to be a normal thing because this is one of the downfalls of me not being able to edit and you're in charge. Well, you know what? Because you edit all your shit out. You know what? You know what? And that's that's basically what it came down to. Is you I forgot to I edit, forgot to edit, edit that out. Damn it, man. But uh, luckily it was my very first mistake ever. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I even, didn't I even say, because I, I even made a mental note to edit that out or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's funny. Anyway, anyway. And I think I gave you shit about it. I'm like, no, you leave that in. <laughs> and you did. Well, I was probably watching TV. I, I always edit while I'm watching, and unless unless uh, it's blatant, yeah. I just I just kind of let it run. Right. So there you go. Nice. I'm going to have to be more careful next time or else. Did you hear how bummed Metal Mikey was? Yeah, I, don't, he, I don't know if it was because he got up early or it's because I disappointed him. I'm pretty sure that there were a couple of toothpaste bottles that didn't get the caps on. What does that even mean? Well, when he went to work, he was so bummed. That he didn't screw the lids on the toothpaste. What? Because he didn't have the. He just didn't have the energy to do it. Well, because he was so bummed, worried, and, and ticked off about me. He really. You could hear him just. Plus, <sighs> why is there two? Why is there more than one tube? Well, of he's toothpaste? just he's just standing there screwing them on. That's what I picture him doing for his job. <laughs> is screwing the lids on the toothpaste, and so as he's going down the thing, he's probably well, thinking about being pissed off at you and missed a couple of caps. <laughs> You picture Metal Mikey's job is the guy who twists the lids on toothpaste. Yeah. Why would you think that? I I don't know. I <laughs> you, just get mental. You've been watching like, a little bit more of the Willy Wonka, the new. Well, like when when Julie calls in, I just imagine that she's laying on a leopard skin bean bag, flip, <laughs> flicking her bean while she's talking to us. That's that's what that's what I imagine. So you imagine that, and then for for Julie. Yeah, and then you imagine Metal Mikey twisting on caps of uh, toothpaste. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's kind of. Do you like get a, that with everyone? Well, I have little mental pictures of what people are doing when they call us, 
It's the only way we know them. Is All right. Voice. Okay. Here, here's the deal. Okay. We're gonna play the next uh, voicemail. Okay. And tell after we're done. Tell me what you pictured. Okay. I gotta say, Mike and Sam, that's the gayest message I've ever heard on a voicemail that I have called to. This is Ryan from Jersey, aka Vaughn's little brother, and that's the gayest fucking message I've ever heard. But besides that, I just wanted to call because I'm a tad bit drunk. Tad bit. Yeah, and I didn't give a fuck, so. I just want to call and tell you guys that you are doing a great show. I've been listening since episode one, since Vaughn told me about you guys. And I think you guys do a great fucking show. Keep it up. And I want to hear more of you guys. Bye. That's Vaughn's brother? No, they don't sound anything alike. Yeah, not at all. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no way those two <laughs> had the same mother, grew up together. No way. <laughs> I swear to you, that's that was Vaughn. Yeah, that's funny <laughs> that they sound the same. He's on. He's actually uh, he's been on Vaughn's show a couple of times. Oh, yeah? Motion Picture Massacre. Yeah, I freaking love that. Those guys, because because it's those this. Are funny. It's this. Yeah. For like an, an hour yeah. or however long it is, Vaughn's like, yeah, mother effer, <laughs> f f you guys. <laughs> no, but no. In all in all honesty, Vaughn is one of the most knowledgeable guys yeah. in, uh, you know, in uh, about his move, the cult, the exploitation movies, and he he's completely entertaining. I love the guy. Well. But but I'll tell you what it's more fun to mess with them like on Twitter <laughs> like on Twitter or or we've been getting on uh, Skype with the douche, oh, yeah, with the yeah, douche yeah. cast and you haven't I been need on to do yet. That. I need to figure that we're, out. We're setting up the douche cast. By the way, everybody, the the uh, douchebag podcasting network <laughs> is. Does everybody know we converted? We didn't convert. We just joined up. Oh. We we assimilated. The but, likes of Steven from JFMP and Dave from the, the guys Cheap and Dirty. That we love that call our show. And then uh, yeah. And then uh, uh, it came from the basement guys, or also, and uh, of course Vaughn. But anyway, so get this: go to go. Oh shoot, I, I, I should know the damn URL. I think it's douche.jfmp.com. Metal at least for now. Is going to kick your ass. I know, Metal Mikey. I know that's a website, but I just made a disconnect in my brain for one second, <laughs> and I'm I'm really bad with names. I'm going to edit that out anyway. Yeah, isn't? right. Sure you are. <laughs> no, but. Uh, so it's good. Basically, we're going to talk about the movie Martyrs. Have you seen it yet? No. You need to get that. And you need to see it. Yeah. But um, it's probably just going to be a lot of. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Steven is going to be the moderator. It's going. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. We're we're doing it this Saturday night. And we need to. You and I need it. You're not going to make it. It's a real game. Oh, a real game. Damn it. Oh well. John's in town. We're going. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to say that Ryan was drinking a beer. That's what I imagined he was doing. Oh, I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> I forgot we were doing the imagine. Yep. Oh, yeah, cool. So now every time Ryan calls, I'm going to imagine him throwing back a beer. <laughs> All right. Wow. You had this great imagination for these other two. The for for everybody, everybody and, that calls, dude. And then, and then for him, it's just drinking a beer. Well, that's because I really that's, had Because to think he said it. it. Well, I know. Well, soon as you I don't, said I don't it, think that's as amazing as a talent as I thought it was at, at first. I, I don't know. We'll have to see because, like, if other people don't tell me what they're doing, then I just have to imagine. It's up to my Oh, oh, oh wait. So, okay, so if they don't tell you what you're doing. See, he told you what he was doing. Yeah, like he was talking. About okay, so okay, so out. let's wait. Let's do one yeah, where fine. they don't say what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, I was trying. I was thinking, what is he doing right now? And then he said, I'm drunk as hell. And so right then I thought, he's drinking a beer. <laughs> okay. That was weak. 
Hey, guys, this is Bill here. I just listened to your last episode, and um, I think during the feedback section, you guys had mentioned that uh, you had thought about it, and apparently some other podcasters had been kicking around the idea of doing like a uh, video podcast, like a, a horror host don't show in public domain. I'd actually thought of the same thing. Um, actually, I've been trying to find some people I can uh, get it going with. Um, I don't. It's something I don't think I could do on my own. But my my basic idea was, hey, I'm stuck in my basement or you know a bomb shelter or something. It's the uh, zombie apocalypse. There's zombies outside. I'm sending out a message and uh, I need to go out and forage for food. And I go out looking for food. So I'm showing a movie to get people to to watch to uh, hopefully see my message. Anyway, I'm showing this movie and uh, I go out for food. I'm thinking about, I was toying around with the idea of, oh, I get bit. And then slowly as, as the, uh, as the show progresses, I slowly turn into a zombie, but I regain my, my consciousness. Although I do become twisted. And instead of looking for help and food, I'm looking for, well, help and food as in the form of people to help me and, uh, eat and brains and I don't know ideas I was kicking around but uh, um, yeah I mean horror hosts it's a rich tradition I'd love to keep that alive and it's something um, I I'm really passionate about keeping keeping this alive and I think uh, this format would 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 be perfect Um, I I'm a little uh, I don't know whether I'd want to talk throughout the movie Maybe adds a little sound effects, but I don't want to, you know, completely rip off like MST and just rip on, and, you know, rip on throughout the movie, rip on the movie. And, uh, um, though uh, maybe little segments, you know, host segments between, obviously. Um, but yeah, definitely. If anybody, uh, any of you guys have any inputs or uh, input, or any of your listeners have any input, send me a message on the forums, uh, Spooky Bill. I would love to get people's ideas. Maybe somebody uh, else wants to go into this to help me out here. Um, Anyway, uh, that's it. Spooky Bill on the forums. Bill, Spooky Bill, Jackass, I don't know, whatever you guys want to call me. Um, Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, sorry to to, uh, take your kind of throw my own agenda on your voicemail, but uh, you guys do awesome shows every freaking week, every two weeks now, but... um, I've actually seen every one of those Masters of Horrors, and uh, you guys are right um, uh, on on all the ratings. I, I'd say uh, I'd agree with you 100%. Jennifer was freaky. Um, yeah, I had a funny feeling in my pants the whole time. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say on that. Uh, that's it. Anybody wants to give me a hand with anything, please contact me on the forums. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, bye. Now, see, according to the last part of his voicemail, I just get this mental picture of what's going on. He said he had a funny feeling in his pants, and someone give me a hand. So I imagine that he's downloading zombie porn um, and shaving his pubes. Wow. What? Okay, so so what's he doing left-handed, the, the mouse or the shaver? Uh, the shaver is left-handed. Oh, so... Yeah. There's potential for some nicks there. Well, he's got like this weird-looking uh, banana hammock going, so he makes Damn sure it. not to cut you know, his I'm voice. Just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to stop you right there. Just now, listen, that's a, I, you know what? Here's the deal. As far as the public domain movie thing goes and the horror host, I say that would be awesome for you to do it. I would definitely watch that. Yeah. I I would love to do it. I just don't know if I would have the time. You know, right. I, 
or the you know i think it'd be fun i'd be i think it'd be so fun. you know what's funny is if we if we were to do like a video podcast or if we were to do like a public domain tv show Mm -hmm. me and you we're pretty we're pretty ballsy behind a microphone (laughs) but like if we got the tv going our eyes would gloss over and we'd go monotone be like and then there was a scary monster that came out and killed people did I just pick my nose, or was that me thinking about picking my nose? <laughs> I I would I would think that we'd probably be like that, but we'd make sure to dress appropriately, like uh, like a grass skirt and maybe yeah. some like pasties or something. Show up and some do it. Tassels. <laughs> I can do a mean tassel. <laughs> I just I don't know. No, but uh, if anybody wants to help Spooky Bill, he's on the. He's on the forums. You can go there. Uh, you can get in touch with him that way. But, no, I think somebody in this community needs to do that because I yeah. think it would be so fun to watch. Me too. You know? Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, Cadaver Lab. What's going on? It's Corey from the Midnight Podcast again. Uh, I'm just getting around to catching up on podcasts and shit. And, man, your Masters of Horror episode was awesome. Uh, and uh, I just have to say I have a bunch of comments here, so I'm just going to launch into it. Sam, I love your man on the street things. Uh, the, the, the thing you did about basically the reverse circumcision was awesome. But Mike, did I hear you right whenever you said that you'd give up an eyelid over a nipple any day? Are you sure about that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd probably go nippleless if it meant I could keep my eyelids. I don't know, but uh, but, uh, as far as uh, Masters of Horror goes, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with them. I've only seen a couple that I've really liked. All the other ones just basically suck, I think. But my favorite also is Jennifer. Oh, man, it it is so, it it just changed me. And I think a lot of the reason why so many of us gravitate towards that uh, specific episode of Masters of Horror is that we can really relate to it as guys. You know what I mean? Like, haven't we all, at one point or another, during, you know, those of us who are married now in our single lives, whenever uh, we were single before we were married, haven't we all, at one point or another, seen a girl somewhere with an incredibly hot body, but a hideous face, and you've just been torn? You know, on one hand, the face just makes you want to vomit, but on the other hand, she's extremely hot. So you're like torn. What would you do? And unfortunately, yeah, during my crazy college years, uh, I went by the the mantra of beauty is but a light switch away. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. But Jennifer, awesome, awesome. Uh, And also, you know, the Cadaver Lab has carte blanche to rip off the Midnight Podcast whenever you want, however you want. I don't care because you guys are the shit. So, but no, I I definitely think you should do a t-shirt contest. That actually wasn't even my idea. You know whose idea that originally was? That was Jason from SRS Cinema. He called me up and he's like, dude, you should do that. And so I did. So it's not like it was even my idea anyhow. But, oh, yeah. Love the show, guys. Keep it up. Talk to you later. I love that guy. Corey is he's awesome. a cool guy. Well, and you know the funny thing is that takes me back cuz I haven't heard from him in a little while. Yeah. It takes me back to like the early days of doing the podcast when he really supported us and got the Do you want to hear something funny? It's awesome. Let me tell you the my first experience with Corey. Now this is going back. This is going way back to the days of what last summer. <laughs> <laughs> so I get an email from this from this dude that I have no idea who he was and he's like, 
Yeah, um, you should listen to the Midnight Podcast episode 100 or something like that. They were He was on 100 back then. And he's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I mentioned you guys or whatever. And so I listened to it, and he was like, yeah, these guys are great. And I'm like, whoa. And that freaking meant a lot to me yeah. back in the day, you know, because yep. it's just, especially back then when, uh, I don't know, it was still an experiment, and we were still kind of worried about uh, if people thought we were dumbasses or not. Now we don't care. I, I don't. I, that's the only difference now. Now I found that it's too hard to disguise my true personality, you know, on on the air because I don't know. Well, we were wearing tuxedos for the first five episodes because, like, we have to be all serious. We got to take this it, all serious. And if we dress this way, that's how we're going to act. That's right. Yeah. And now we're just hanging out in our banana hammocks. I got a sock on. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, speaking of sock, now Sam, look at this nipple. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is way too pretty to use. <laughs> Okay, for that. Corey, no offense, but if you, once you see my nipples, you would agree with me that you would use an eyelid first. Oh I'll tell you what, too. Wouldn't it be badass walking around with your eyes wide open all the time? <laughs> How intimidating would that be? Walking around. Ah! It, it would probably have to breathe loud or something. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be awesome. Be... <laughs> did I say that? I don't, rem- yeah. I don't remember saying that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah. And actually, uh, we've gotten a couple of uh, responses on the T-shirt contest. That's good. I did see an email come across. It's not really a contest. Is it? Did did we decide? I don't think so. I think what we wanted to do is give whoever credit if they've got some really good ideas for doing it. I mean, if we get a few, then we ought to do some Well, we're going to make it worth your time. Let's let's put it that way. And uh, for those out there, I'm not going to mention any names yet until we get them in case you flake out on us. Just just teasing. (laughs) My dick. No. Yeah. Okay. No, but hey, Corey, thanks a lot for calling in. That was awesome. Yep. Hey, guys, it's Otter. I haven't called in in a while, but I have been listening. I've been on the forums. Um, just uh, out here traveling along, trying to make some money these days. But uh, I don't know if you've done the new episode, but I'm so excited to hear you guys talk about Tales from the Crypts, uh, one of my all-time favorite television shows. I I don't know if I heard correctly. Did you say there were three movies? I'm only ever known of the two, Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood, and Demon Knight was very good, and that Bordello of Blood was very campy, but geez, I can't wait for Sam's memory count on that movie. But uh, yes, that show, it was stellar, it was such a great thing. I would love it if they brought it back for something. I mean, they had had so many great actors and actresses in it, you know, not saying all of them were A-list, but you know, they had some people, good people, even A-list people come along to do parts in the episode, star in, direct, and that was great. I mean, if there were if there were two shows from the 90s that I, I loved a lot were Tales from the Crypt and the X-Files, and, well, the X-Files kind of went downhill after Duchovny left, but Tales from the Crypt, I, I don't think there's many episodes, I mean, maybe a small handful that I would say, eh, you know, I don't like that one. They just, they were great, and the Crypt Keeper was one of the greatest hosts of all time. And uh, I don't know if maybe, Mike, you noticed this. You did say you were getting them on DVD. Is that a different puppet they use in the menus? It just doesn't seem right. Oh, crazy question. But as always, gentlemen, keep up the good work and take care. Bye. Honor's a man after my own heart. I freaking love the X-Files. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I got hooked on I those. still need to pick all those up. I and, haven't seen them all. I, I caught it you know, partway through when they oh, were really? out, and then I started watching it every week, and then it went off the air, but it was awesome. And he's right. It did kind of suck. You know what? It, I'm gonna, i got to go pick all those up. Yep. You know, well, probably not anytime soon. 
because I just picked up all the damn Tales, Tales from the from Crypt. Crypt. You know, he's got a great point on those two. I had not seen any Tales from the Crypt until we did this episode. Really? None. I knew who the Cryptkeeper was. I used to watch these every... I, I don't know how often they were on, like, every week. It was on HBO. Well, here's the deal. We had HBO, but my parents didn't know we had HBO. Oh, really? And the thing is, is, I mean, what? We were probably in high school... When nineties was high school, yep. I, and yep. I I don't know when I don't know when the last season was actually ninety five. I, I have the notes I think it was here. Is it ninety six? It well, was eighty nine through ninety five. I think is what it was. I can't remember exactly, but that but anyway. So I used to watch every one of those, and I thought they were. I mean, I look forward to that every single freaking week, and it was awesome because you know every once in a while might be some boobies, you know? yeah, yeah, might be some awesome gore, you know. So, but I loved it, you know. So They're I'm awesome. I'm glad we're doing this because it felt good to get back mm-hmm. to, to revisit these, and we'll also talk. There's actually. Really, there were four Tales from the Crypt movies, and uh, but we'll uh, we'll go into those okay. too. Um, one last thing I wanted to mention on that was a different puppet on the on the uh, uh, menus. I think I think it was like a cheaper version of the one they used in the show. Huh. I think you know you'd think uh, that that would be lying around somewhere, being able to be used. Are you kidding me? John Cassier has that in his. Uh, in his uh, uh, closet with like all of his leather bindings and studded wrist shit, and I don't know. I bought. I couldn't. I couldn't remember the word bondage right then. I was trying to sit, talk until I remembered the word bondage. Anyways, <laughs> oh Sam, you'll say a very racist thing about the Asian people. I'm going to send a ninja to your house and uh, sneak in your room. And he crack your neck in the middle of the night, and then take a picture with the camera. That's it. Bye. Dude, that guy's gonna give us a one-star review. That says <laughs> that you like Asian jokes. Here's your podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is it that someone can fake an Asian accent, and I just laugh my ass off? Because you get your R's and your L's mixed up, and it just is a funny thing. Well, that, Godzilla! That, let's put it this way. This, that was a little bit of English in there. He's like, I go to crack your neck. It's like snap your neck. Okay? Get it right. That's just, so funny. Listen, dude. I, I, want you, I want you to know that I have nothing to do with that. It's all Sam. Go to his house. And crack his dude, neck, dude. I'm reading the cue cards that you write for me. Listen, I don't bring any. Yeah. This is not stuff that I make you up. You know what? Maybe that wasn't English. Maybe he wants to come over and crack your neck like uh, a chiropractor. <laughs> I need it. Maybe he's got some shiatsu massage stuff that's going on. He, he wants to come down and just take care of you, make you feel a little bit more comfortable. Maybe he thinks that uh, once you feel a little better, you won't be so uh, harsh on well, him. I think uh, he's, if he, do, I'm not going to let him do that because then he will put his shiitake mushroom. <laughs> Never mind. All, you, all you'll see is the uh, shadow of his shiitake mushroom, a la entrails of a beautiful woman. <laughs> oh, horrible! D- have we talked about entrails of a beautiful I woman? Think we said we watched. It. Yeah, oh. we did. Because I- oh, you know what we still need to do is we still need to watch Tokyo Zombie. Yeah. Vaughn was nice enough to let us borrow that, and I just haven't had a chance to watch that yet. Oh, we need to. We freaking- we'll we'll fit that in. And you're gonna let me watch the backup you're making for him, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta send that backup back to him. Yeah. After I watch it. Yeah. I'll make you a backup of my backup. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, you just have to give that backup to me. Is that how it works? Yep, that is how it works. All we right. just appeased all of the FCC. Yeah. FCC? FCC. R-I-A-A. Communications Commission. What is it? Fine. Oh, whatever. FBI? Up here, Sam. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Mick Pierce. That was me doing the little Japanese thing before. Just in case you didn't... Uh, Catch the voice whenever it was. All right, later. Dude, you don't need to cover up for your Asian buddy. 
Yeah, Listen, no kidding. If, they, if he wants to come give Sam a, a, a good chiropractic appointment, that's fine with me. Listen, I didn't, I didn't need to worry either because I was just... Wow. What? <laughs> wow. I'm just reading the cue card he just wrote for me. No way. Yes. Hey, Mike and Sam. It's Steven. I thought I was really in the mood earlier to call and give you shit, but now that I've just watched the fucking Capitals fucking choke, ah, shit, and those fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. Man, every fucking year, because I keep because you know I've got a fucking inside source for fucking tickets for the fucking Capitals, and I'm wearing it to a Stanley Cup fucking final game. But no, they blow it every fucking year. Uh, and so this week I'm feeling kind of a kindred spirit since you you're jazz fans. Uh, yeah, Must, don't you hate being fans of someone that sucks? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, it's just fucking sad. So I'm not going to give you too much shit. I'm not going to give you any shit. I'm I'm too fucking depressed. I'm going to save it all in for Saturday and douchecast 5,000. Then I'm going to host the hell out of that show and you'll be crying like a little girl. You'll be going, oh, I wish Stephen would call on me. Um, oh, anyway, and um, everybody vote for Motion Picture Massacre on Podcast Alley. Um, I am absolutely determined that we should get Vaughn in the top ten, especially after listening to his most recent episode that just hit the net. So... Please, everyone, support Vaughn in his efforts to be popular. All right, bitches, I will talk to you Saturday night. Douchecast 5000! Yeah, motherfuckers. Oh, and uh, Sam, get, get Mike's balls out of your mouth. Bye. Shit like that that got us the one the star. The one review. star. Thanks, Steven. Jeez. You know what? I, I think it's completely Steven. That did that. I do too. Because, you know, he calls in regularly enough that he's part of the show. Every one of our jokes has a hetero overtone <laughs> and undertone. And I don't know what the hell people are talking about. And then we get that. There's no way you can spin, get your balls out of your mouth, Mike, into a hetero comment. Every other thing that I say is completely hetero, maybe a little bit bi curious. Whoa! This shit. There's no way to spin it. You know. He sounded pretty depressed he about really uh, his hockey team there. Dude. That's a bummer. Wow. The Jazz don't suck. They just had some bad personnel decisions this That's year. Right. Like Larry Miller dying. What the fuzz? Well, <laughs> well, maybe next year will be better. I hope you know? so. Maybe, maybe we'll take that and we'll learn. I'll take Larry Miller with the zombie. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> Douchecast. 5,000. <laughs> oh, yeah, and vote for Vaughn. Please do. I think I think Vaughn feels really comfortable with, with uh, Steven. Making sure everybody votes for That's him. That's what you said. I'm actually going to wear a pin that says "Vote for Vaughn," and I'm going to have his uh, his his website on there. You and we'll what? see if we can. Well, let's catapult you, man. Why not? Think- you know, I'm going to make sure not to get this out before the douche cast because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Vaughn's going to like it very really? like that very much. Uh oh. I just saw him Twitter. 
on Twitter, and uh, Stephen's like, vote for him. And uh, uh, Vaughn's like, hey, glad you like the show, but shut up. <laughs> or something like that. But, uh, well, that's it, for, that's it for voicemails. That was a lot. That was, that was a lot of voicemails. And you know what's funny? Is we got a lot of crap to talk about yeah, today. We so we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back for Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Here's a tribute to all the guys who dare to go where few have tried and even less have succeeded. I'm talking to you, jerk at a work guy. Nothing says give me a break like 10 minutes alone on the 7th floor. Because when Stacy the secretary leans over at her desk, you make a beeline for the bathroom to punch your ticket to stiff town. You know it, oh marshal of masturbation. Any excuse is good to pull a fast one. And when you rub out some knuckled children, we sympathize with your anger and cursings at the janitor for stocking the one-ply. So keep it up. We know it's hard. And if you're lucky, someone's pulling for you. Kudos to you, Sultan of Stroke, for getting off while Bob's finishing that presentation. And while you don't report your expenses, we'll toast to you for having huge cojones, a shriveled package, and a giant smile on your face. So, uh, Tales from the Crypt, man, what'd you think overall? Let me get your overall. You said you had never. Had you even even seen those movies yet? No. Oh, so this was brand new. I, I this heard was all of new Tales stuff. from the Crypt. I mean, you hear about the Crypt Keeper. Right. And things like that. But I had not, and so I recognized him. Uh-huh. But I had never seen a show. And really? And I was so, I loved it. I, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's. It's kind of like Twilight Zone on steroids with more of the stuff that I like, like we talked about earlier with, you know, maybe some of the, the fleshy parts and some of the uh, some of the gore going on. How we chose these, well, basically what we did is we chose four episodes you know, spanning all seven seasons of the HBO series, and then we, then we talked about two of the movies. And uh, how we got the, the episodes were there was the thread on cadaverlab.com. Basically, people were just talking about their favorite episodes, and I just basically took them from there. And but I, you know, these four were were good episodes. Yeah. But but these aren't the only good episodes. Right. I mean, I've been watching these like crazy, and they're all really everyone. There, there's been one or two that have, I thought, yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have not disliked one yet. So uh, you know, I'm excited to keep watching them. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, that'll be good. Let's do it. Uh, let's go over a little bit of history first of all. Um, Tales from the Crypt was actually uh, a comic first. Most people probably know that. EC Comics had three horror comic lines. Uh, each, one, each one had a host. They had Tales from the Crypt. They have The Haunt of Fear and The Vault of Horror. The Crypt Keeper was the uh, host of the, the Tales from the Crypt. The Vault Keeper was the host for The Vault of Horror. And The Old Witch uh, was the host of The Haunt of Fear. The EC comic, 
Uh, Tales from the Crypt ran from actually April 1950 to March 1955. So, I mean, it was a good five-year five, five year run. Actually, you know what? That's weird. Five years, it seems like it made a pretty big impact for only being out there for five years. Do you, am I wrong in that? I mean, is five years enough to make such a huge... Well, I, I think so. I mean, it, it's... You know, I knew about it without there, having watched it. There were, them. there were only 30 issues total released, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's a lot. And I, you know, the thing is, is it was a great, it was a great concept. I mean, here, here were, you know, short stories, you know, it was, it was just like the film was, or sorry, the, the show was, um, basically the host would come out, talk about it, would go into the story and may, you know, maybe it would teach a lesson or, or may, most of the time, not really. It just told you know just had a little story and then and then the the host would come back at the end and uh, take you know just so were there multiple writers then for the you know that I I I know there were especially between the three the three EC comic mm-hmm. series I know there were multiple writers however I I and I don't know this this was on the Wikipedia page that I was looking at there are it was mostly uh, there there was a there was a core set of writers that did all of them and maybe maybe here and there they would have one. Uh, a different writer come in or whatever, but I, and I can't tell you the mm-hmm. how often it was or whatnot. Uh, anyways, um, let's see. Basically, the reason that this that they quit making him is because in the late 40s, early 50s, uh, I'm, I'm just going to read this. Comic books came under attack from parents, clergymen, school teachers, and others who believed the books contributed to illiteracy and juvenile delinquency. Illiteracy? You have to read comics. I don't know. Lots of pictures, but I guess, it, I guess I don't know. opposed to novels and stuff. In yeah. um, juvenile delinquency, I don't know. In April and June 1954, highly publicized congressional subcommittee hearings on the effects of comic books upon children left the industry shaken. With the subsequent imposition of highly restrictive comic code, EC Comics publisher William Maxwell Gaines canceled Tales from the Crypt and its two companion tiles in September of 1954. So basically, that's it. I mean that that was it for the comics. Uh, I mean, that that's that surprises me that it was thirty years later that they went in. You know, twenty five years later, I guess that they went into making the the show. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, is what I would say. I would think, wow, what an untapped resource we yeah. have. All the we we need to take it. We need to make a television show. You know, what an untapped resource to have all three of these comics with all these stories laid right out. Right. You know, and obviously they're good. In fact, some of the uh, episodes in the Tales from the Crypt series here were from the Haunt of Fear or the Vault mm-hmm. of Horror. So mm-hmm. it wasn't they they weren't just uh, you know t- from the Tales from the Crypt. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of them were, but I think it was pretty evenly mixed. Um, Tales from the Crypt actually, <clears throat> excuse me, Amicus actually came out with a movie in 1972 uh, called Tales from the Crypt. It, on the IMDb, it gave it a 7.0. Uh, there was a Crypt Keeper, but it wasn't the Crypt Keeper that we know. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it was, it, it was a movie. It, it starts out where all the, a group of people are being led through these caves, and you know we don't know anything about them. They all come to this uh, this opening in the cave, and there's this guy who we don't know who he is, but he ends up being the Crypt Keeper. Basically, what it is, each of them has a little story to tell. All of them basically did something very bad and then <laughs> died. Oh, know? really? Um. And so, I mean, not to spoil it, because this is a... I mean, it was a great... It, it was kind of slow at times, but it was a pretty good uh, film, especially just because... I, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for the vignette type of films, because, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to lose interest in a, in a, uh, you know, in a 15-minute story. Even the, and plus, if you do, 
you know, you can just fast forward it to the next one. Mm-hmm. But anyways, basically, this this film ended with uh, the Crypt Keeper opening up the gates to hell, and all these people walk down and, oh, and wow. whatever. So spoiler, but uh, yeah, that that was from 1972. Um, let's see. Uh, the, yeah, the like I said, the Crypt Keeper was just some dude in a robe. wasn't <laughs> It wasn't uh, the Crypt Keeper that we've come to know and love. Um, let's see, and we're going to talk about the HBO television series. Uh, that ran, you're right, from 1989 to July 1996. So, yeah, that that's junior high and high school yep. for us. So, I mean, that was the perfect timing for you know to watch stuff like that, for me yeah. at least. Overall, there were a lot. I mean, if you were to go through all these episodes, there were tons of famous people in them. I mean, just, just doing, you know, these one-shot things. And there were also a lot of uh, famous directors. It wasn't. So I'm going to list off just a couple of the people who starred in it. God, I mean, look at this list. It's huge. Um, Daniel Craig, Steve Buscemi, Tim Curry. Tim Curry was awesome. Yes, he was. Timothy Dalton, Roger Goldberg, Brian Krause, Bobcat Goldthwait, Terry Hatcher, uh, Mariel Hemingway, Bob Hoskins, Eddie Izzard. And it goes on and on and on. And wow. On. Um, Michael J. Fox directed an episode. Tom Hanks, Kyle McLaughlin, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, Richard Donner. Oh, they, uh, uh, I think they were the producers mm-hmm. of it, which is, which is really cool. Toby Hooper, Russell Mulcahy, uh, t- you know, tons of famous people. And I think that's why it was such a huge success. They had a lot of talent, not only in it, but behind the camera. It's kind of like the Muppet Show, <laughs> where you get somebody famous coming uh-huh. in and it just keeps the thing going. Oh, exactly, because yeah, like there, be, there seemed to be like one, one famous, well, you know, one or two famous guys per, per episode, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the ones that we watched, uh, except for Ed Begley Jr. was in, and Tim Curry were in it. Ed Begley Jr.? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that guy ever was in a movie or in a show. Never mind. Sorry to any Ed, Be- any Ed Begley Jr. lovers out there. You want to hear something funny? Uh, from 1993 to 1997, uh, there was a Tales from the Crypt Keeper animated series. There, basically, it was, just a, it was just a kid's cartoon. Uh, a guy from the forums named Something or Something. That was That's his tag on the on the forums. Uh, added a bunch of links and the, there's like full episodes on on YouTube. I'll actually post. Are they scary? Things. You said it's for kids. Well, it's for kids. I mean, it, I mean, it, the Crypt Keeper was in it. I, I watched one and it, it was just kind of like I don't know. I mean, it, obviously it wasn't as heinous as uh, you know one of these uh, episodes That's on HBO. Weird, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's about what you expect. I mean, you, did you ever catch like the real Ghostbusters back in the day? Yeah, you know, it was maybe about that scary. Oh, okay. Except for the Crypt Keeper would come out and they would. Uh, you know, he would introduce it. Was he like, animated too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was, was kind of cool. Um, and also, one other show spawned from this. Uh, there was a Saturday morning game show for kids from <laughs> September 1996 to August 1997. Uh, the Crypt Keeper, uh, with John Kassir being the host, was the host of the game show. Basically, I guess a bunch of kids, uh, teams of kids would go in and, and do like little... Uh, battles with each other with like scary whatever. Anyway, <laughs> my point of bringing all this up is is this is a pretty big uh, phenomenon. Yeah, you know, I mean, big deal. Uh, covered comic books, cartoons, television shows, game shows. You know, and who 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 knows what else? Uh, the th- the three films that came out. Uh, the other there are three more films. Uh, the Demon Knight, which we're going to talk about today. Bordello of Blood. And uh, there was a movie that came out in 2001 starring uh, Jennifer Grey and Craig Schaefer called Ritual. 
Hmm. And actually, they were, I think they were, I can't remember if it went to theaters or not, but they initially released it. And maybe it was to theaters uh, without the Tales from the Crypt you know, name attached to it. Oh, but no. I think when it came out on DVD, they attached Tales from the Crypt. Whatever. It wasn't that great of a show in there. Oh. Anyway, that's all I got for notes in history. Felt that's, like that's really interesting. I felt stuff. like that was uh, as long as one of Julie's voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Julie. Well, but it's the same type of thing, obviously, because we learned a lot. Nice work. Oh, thanks. Did you picture? There's me not room in this podcast <laughs> for that shit. Did, did you picture me on a <laughs> leopard skin thing flicking my bean? <laughs> Maybe a little. Damn it. So how do you want to do this? Well, I mean, we got we have four shows. We got four episodes to go over. And then we've got uh, the two, the two films. What do mm-hmm. you want to do? Let's get into the films. Films first. Yeah, let's do films let's first. Do, let's take a break, though. All right. Let's take a break. All wake right. everybody else up after that uh, little bit of history. Well, we got a man on the street too. Oh, we do. Yeah. You know, let's do the man on the street now. Okay. And then, uh, and then we'll go into all this stuff. All, all right. right. Man on the street. Okay. Thank you for calling the Home Depot Internet and Catalog Customer Service Department. If you are calling about an online order of a major appliance, such as a refrigerator or washing machine, press 1. All other callers, please press 2. Your call may be recorded or monitored for quality assurance. If you are calling about a gift card order, or if the gift card you purchased online was lost or stolen, press 1. To place a new order or to make changes to an existing order, press 2. To check the status of your order, request replacement parts, or for returns, press 3. For questions about your home, press for order status, press 1. For returns or return status, press 2. Thanks for calling Home Depot. This is Amy. I'm a Hi, I've got a question for you. I ordered a hammer online. And I received the hammer, and I was using it, and the top of the hammer came off, and it hit me in the crotch. And so I am looking to talk to someone, not only to get a replacement, but also to find out how I can file a complaint for a faulty hammer. Okay, then. Well, is it okay if I put you on hold for one or two minutes, sir? Yes. I'll go ahead and get that information for you. Yes. Okay, hold, please. Okay, sir? Yes. I do apologize for having you on hold for so long, sir. At this time, what I can do, sir, is actually submit a form up to my upper management, and that way someone can actually contact you within 24 to 48 hours, and actually I'll put urgent on there, so hopefully they'll contact you uh, first thing tomorrow. That sounds good. And and let them speak with you. I'll let them know uh, the situation that is going on. And what part of the hammer actually broke? It was, it was the, it was, it just slid off the top. I've got, it was a plastic hammer. And the metal part of the hammer slid off and it hit me in the scrotum. And I've got a bruise. And, and so I need to, yeah, that, that, that's what happened. I, I wasn't doing anything strange with the hammer. I mean, I just was using it to hit a nail. And, okay. uh, and it slipped off and it hit me. So okay. I've, I've, I've taken pictures of the bruise and I need to know where to send those. And then I need to know how to get it taken care of immediately. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do... I'm going to submit this form over to my upper management, and uh, what they can do is actually assist you with uh, getting a new hammer and also letting you know everything that you would need to do when it comes to your injuries and everything, okay? Okay. Uh, so by any chance, sir, do you have that order number? I, order I don't. Nope. I, I don't have any information on it. Okay, so you don't have the order? Nope. And when did you place this order, sir? 
I placed this order uh, four weeks ago. You want to give me the telephone number that you used when you placed the order, sir? Yes, 801-546-7783. You said you placed this order four weeks ago? Yes. Just give me a brief moment. The number. Oh, let's see here. You want to give me that number once more again, sir? For some reason, it will not pull up in my system. Yes, it's it's 801 Five four six seven seven eight three. Okay, so this order, because I'm checking in my database to see if this order was placed in April. Uh, I don't have it been in April. Was it any time before then? No, it was in April. Listen, I, I think what I'm going to do, I, because I, I I don't have time to wait on the phone anymore, and I can appreciate your help. I'm going to go ahead. I've got a I've got a number here. I'm going to go ahead and fax over. Um, my information. I'm going to go see if I can find out about that order because maybe I've got some information on that. Um, we're obviously not finding it this way. And then I'm going to fax pictures of of my scrotum with the bruise to that number with my name, and then hopefully they can get back to me once I find that order. Okay, then, sir. And I do apologize about that, sir. Is there anything else that I can assist you with today, sir? No, I appreciate your help. You're more than welcome, sir. And once again, my name is Amy. Thank you for calling Home Depot. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. Scrotum facts. Listen, if you're going to take them, you got to show them off. <laughs> that lady did not get paid. No. Does not get paid enough no. to put up with that. Crap. I felt so bad. I was going to go get all mean on her and stuff. I'm like, I'm not. I can't do that. So, anyways. Oh, there's Sam <laughs> making. One, I'm just testing one cus- wife or life a week a little bit harder. Customer service everywhere, man. That's great. I just want to check it out for everybody. Listen, you're doing them a favor. I know. Huge. <gasps> All right, man. Let's get into uh, some movies first. You yeah, let's do movies, do movies okay. first. All right. Bordello of Blood and Demon Knight. From a secret grave in a distant land, Hell's Madam has risen again. And now she's back in business at the Bordello of Blood. Where customers go in. Evening, boys. This is deep. 
but they don't come out. Mr. Gutman, have you found my brother yet? He and a friend of his evidently went to a local brothel. Are you ready? Welcome to a new chapter in terror. At least now she'll know what's eating him. She is. <laughs> Lucy, I'm home. Let's party. Sorry, I'm Mexican for lunch. I'm going to take you for a test ride. You know, you make it sound really enticing. From Universal Pictures. It's holy water, man. Dennis Miller. You are right here. Cha-ching. Tales from the Crypt presents Bordello of Blood. This summer. No! You're looking cool tonight, man. You must know Mickey Rourke, huh? Evil bites. Go for it. You know what? Uh, I I have to admit it that when I remember watching Bordello of Blood years ago and thinking it was kind of dumb, mm-hmm. but you know what? As I watched it this time, I don't know what it was, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I do not know what the deal was. The stars must have aligned. Maybe they aligned. I mean, you know what? I think it was just that I understood what it was going for more. Let's just get into well, it, and then we'll talk well, about it. Well, real quick. The reason why I liked it was because the first person you see is Chuck Norris's midget twin. That's like the – that kicks ass. Anytime you see it, I'm like, that's freaking Chuck- – if Chuck Norris was a midget, it would be that guy. Dude, what's that guy's name in real life? You don't know. No. You know how much stuff that guy's been well, in? He's been in a He's ton. been in Seinfeld. He's been in yeah. every show where there's midgets. He's... And you don't know his name. No. I know his name. What is his name? Uh, I wrote it down. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, title, Bordello of Blood. Came out in 1996. Directed by Gilbert Adler. Uh, written by Bob Gale and Gilbert Adler. Uh, IMDb gave it a 4.7. And you know what? Yeah. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that, who, that people... Don't give the just the stupid comedy, you know, obvious trying to be campy type of deal enough credit yeah. in this one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, starring every everything we're talking about today starts John Kassir as a crypt keeper. So I'll just uh, say that. And uh, Sam did all the six degrees to do the crypt keeper. No, I did not. I'm just teasing. I was going to, but I. <laughs> well, that would have made it easy. Uh, Dennis Miller played Rafe Gutman. Uh, Erica Eleniak played Elenac Eleniak? Is that I don't know. I don't know. When I just I, I I don't think I've ever spoken that word aloud, but when I did it it sounded a little wild. Uh Catherine Verdot. Uh Angie Everhart played Lilith. Chris Sarandon played the Reverend JC Current, and our good buddy Corey Feldman played Catherine's little brother. I can't remember what his name was in the thing. Uh quick synopsis. In this satirical horror comedy, a gumshoe investigates... <sighs> gumshoe. <laughs> he investigates a combination TV ministry whorehouse vampire infestation after a bounty hunter, Vincent, unearths the remains of, of Phil Phil Fondacaro. Is, is that midget's name? Phil Fondacaro. All right. You'll never forget that. No, I won't. Uh, unearths the remains of Lilith, queen of the vampires. He restores the alluring creature back to life, lords over her using... A magical talisman. Later, rowdy youngster Caleb Verdot convinces one of his dim-witted buddies to accompany him to the combination mortuary house of ill repute, 
where both young men fall prey to Lilith's charms. Rather than merely drinking her victim's blood, the vampire has a tendency to rip out their hearts with her projectile tongue. Caleb's sister, Catherine, who works for a large televangelism operation run by the shady Reverend Current, hires private dick Rafe Gutman to track down the errant, the errant Caleb. Rafe's wise guy antics soon get him into trouble with Lilith and the law, but not before he uncovers the tie between Lilith, Lilith's organization and the Current's ministry. It seems Vincent and therefore Lilith are working for the Reverend. Soon, Rafe finds himself in the boudoir of Lilith's bordello, armed with a holy water squirt gun and fighting to save Erica from the glamorous but deadly vampire. That was a long synopsis. That was a long synopsis. So what'd you think? I really like this movie a lot, and a lot of it has to do with the star power. You know, to uh-huh. see Chris Sarandon playing that reverend, oh, yeah. I thought it was really funny, and he had a different part than what I thought it was going to be. I mean, he ends up, you think he's going to be this horrible dude, right? but he has these other reasons for doing what he did. Well, he, so does, yeah, he does so bad things, but I think he's... I think he thinks he's doing the right thing yeah, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And so, you know, you think he's an evil guy, but he really thinks he's doing the right thing. And so I, I just, I liked, I liked this movie a lot. Corey Feldman was good in it. Uh, yeah. Dennis Miller is always a right. He got warmed up. He was kind of lame at first. And yeah. then his one-liners and stuff kind of kind of fell in there. I always like Dennis Miller. I, I, I think he's good stuff. Uh-huh. But I really, I thought the pacing was good for the movie. Uh-huh. I, I just, uh, the story was original. Uh-huh. You know, it had good... So you know, fairly decent technical effects and things like that. I don't oh, know. I, I I thought those were cool. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really. This good. is high quality effects, you know, and uh, high quality effects, high quality. You know, the actors could do it. I mean, I'm not saying that they were these wonderful, awesome. You know, they get into their roles or something. I don't think it. it I don't think this movie called for that kind of a th- uh, that kind of an actor. I think it, these were just guys that come out and tell a story, which is funny. First time I ever saw this. I mean, it's been years. I'm watching this and. Uh, Basically, what happens is it opens up. You know, I mean, after the scene where where the where uh, Phil, yeah, uh, Phil Norris. No, 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 Phil Fondacaro. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he uh, he wakes up, blah blah blah. Well, we open up at uh, you know in a suburban house. There's uh, uh, Erica in in or that's her real name. What was her name? Uh, Catherine and Caleb. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, she's the they're they look like polar opposites. Uh, and then Corey, they get into a little bit of a fight. Corey takes off to, uh, this bar now. Okay. So they're in this bar. He hangs out with these friends with these matching nose ring. And I'm just thinking, Oh my hell, this is going to be every single one of them had that. It ended up playing into the story a little bit, but I thought that was really retarded. So I'm kind of, I was kind of down on it. And then, then there, there, there's this guy comes up. Uh, apparently, this uh, the whorehouse has this little messenger guys that goes to bars and te- and you know recruits people to go down there. And this guy was over the top, ridiculous, you know. And like I said, the first time I watched this, I don't think I was in the right frame of mind. He, what, what was he like? He was like, uh, what did he say? Sex. No, he's like, or something. Sex. I get the best gosh ding piece of ass. In the whole gosh ding world, you know. Yep. All that stuff. Anyways, he tells him to go to this, uh, to this uh, mortuary, or, or like this. What what is that called? It's like a, a mortuary. Was it? Well, it's not really a mortuary. It's it's like a they do the the uh, the funerals there too. I mean, yeah. it's okay. Is that? Okay. Huh? I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. A funeral home is actually what I was thinking. Oh, about. okay. But anyway, so they they show up at this place. They get into this coffin, and this you know this guy. This this really weird caretaker guy puts him in this coffin, pushes him into the what we think is the um, crematorium. The, the, it's going to cremate the whole thing. Well, anyways, they end up going past the fire down the chute. They come out of the coffin, 
and boobs ahoy. I remember right then, this whole show changed for me. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I was kind of down on, you know, kind of the sketchy acting, you know, the freaking nose rings. Unbelievable. That part still kind of pisses me off. Because, by the way, if I ever get a nose ring, we need to get two or three more dudes, and I'll get the same one. Yeah. Apparently, I, I mean, absolutely. that's the only way to do it. Yep. But I'm, I'm not talking just nose rings. I'm talking about the same one. Okay? So they get out there. They have their fun. Uh, it doesn't turn out to be fun. But but uh, but that's how it starts, and, and I've got to say, right when that coffin door opened for the first time, I think I was on board oh, for, yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yep. And then you know what? You're right. That's when it kind of got. That's when uh, what's his name, uh, Dennis started. Miller, warmed up. You know, the story got into it. And, you know, it was an interesting thing. I mean, it was uh, was it this one? Did we get any backstory on on Lilith or, or something like that? By the way, well, Lilith was the. Not really a bunch of backstory. It was just the the girl they found at first. Do you, I assume that the that they called her Lilith. Remember on our on our Vampire Origins episode? Yeah, how we were talking about how. Oh, uh, that's right. I, I'm sure that that's where they got that. Oh, from. Yeah. You wouldn't you assume? Yep. About how she was the first wife of Adam, and mm-hmm. she was banished because she uh, wanted to ride him horsey style, and they didn't want that. They didn't like that at all. That's so they bizarre. made her into a vampire. Like anyway, Travis. by the way, that. Angie Everhart was hot in this, but every single line that came out of her mouth was kind of, I, I, I was going to give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a sample of it. And I was going to try to do it. And I decided I'm not going to do it. Did, did you think yeah, that she was just kind of like, Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. What'd yeah. You, it was kind of like she, she was supposed to be sophisticated, but then she starts talking and you're like, dude, you just got her trash. Well, and she, and every time, Oh, come to me, lover. Okay, I did it. That that made me feel a little uncomfortable having to say. And just you know, oh, I love it when a man gives you a head and then lets you keep it. Yeah, it just, yeah. It was all just kind of these. I don't know. I didn't yeah. like it. There was there was one line of hers that was so funny when uh, remember when she was trying to tempt Rafe. Apparently, we find out that uh, Rafe has this super what do you call that rare t- type of blood. And uh, so she wants to keep him alive, and she's trying to tempt him to go with her or whatever. So she goes into these little dream sequences and where she's the cheerleader. You remember oh, that Oh, yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Two, four, six, eight. You know what's funny? You know, she goes, you can watch me. I can't yeah, even. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On, on TNT, I watched this a while back, and on, uh, on TNT, they, they take a you can watch me masturbate yeah. for you can watch me celebrate. <laughs> and I just remember thinking that was awesome. <laughs> Oh, anyway, what do you think? The story takes off. It's obviously kind of a mystery type of thing. You know, who's behind what? What's Lilith doing? You know, how does uh, the how does Chris Sarandon's character fit into the whole thing? Listen, I I readily admit that this was cheesy and stupid at times, and there were a few parts that were just like, wow, that was terrible. But I'll tell you what, I. I liked it. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. Um, like I said, I thought the pacing was good. I thought the story was good. I liked the characters in it. Um, you know, you got enough to, to understand what was going on, but they didn't get boring. Well, and the thing is, is this is this is not going to be one of those movies. It's almost like, okay, let's say if Old Boy's a steak, this is like a quarter pounder with cheese, yeah. you know, from McDonald's. <laughs> and you know what? You can't have steak for every freaking meal. That's right. You know? Every once in a while, you're going to run down. You're going to grab a quarter pounder from McDonald's, and you're going to you're going to enjoy it. That's a know? great analogy. And that's all this is. This yep. is kind of fast food movie. You know what? I you also don't want to watch only eat fast food. You know, only watch fast food movies all the time too, or else you'll probably end up getting irritated. Yep. But listen, I thought this was great. 
Yep. I'd give it a buy. I give it a buy too. That's, I mean, and that's you know, to be honest with you, when I when when we were putting the show together, and I was like, ah, what should we do? Ah, Bordello of Blood. Yeah, you, know, you know, I I probably would have given it an AMC. If you can watch it on AMC, do it because you'll probably hear the "You can watch me celebrate" <laughs> line, and that and that will make you laugh. But anyway, I think that when I watched it this week, I was completely in the mood for a yep. stupid, funny thing. I I'm starting to think as we've been doing this show, I'm starting to think that you know, every once in a while, you know, I like a real good serious movie, but I'm starting to really like horror comedies. You yeah, know, just me the, too. The lighthearted. You know, uh, there's time, but it's, it all depends in your mood because exactly. there's, there's sometimes where I just want, I'm like, I want something seriously uh-huh. spooky, gory, something to come get me. Uh-huh. And then there's other times where I'm like, you know what? I just want to see the funny, slashy, and you know, and that's funny this. Things. That was this movie. Oh, no, absolutely. And I, it's funny because I watched this after I just watched 24. Uh-huh. So you're in this big serious thing, and then I, you know, I turn this movie on. And I'm just laughing. Oh yeah. So, oh, so funny. well. It, it was so obviously they were trying to be funny with it, and they they weren't taking themselves too seriously. Kind of like our yeah. podcast, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, I just said that we're the uh, the uh, fast food of podcasts. You know, what? I'll I'll buy that. I will too. <laughs> All right, man. So they so there's a 37 on the memory count. Whoa! You know what? I was actually thinking that you were going to have a hell of a time coming up with this memory count. It was tough. I tried to catch as much as I could, and it was it was pretty tough, but I, I got it. And I didn't even count the uh, the fat chick that uh, oh, got Oh, yeah. 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 In fact, that's one thing I learned. Oh, to blow to chick fragrance is awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> that's so gross. And then the other thing that I learned, which was really useful, is that midgets use their middle finger on the trigger. I, I didn't know. If you think about the mechanics. Did they really? Did think he about really? the mechanics of that, that's just kind of how it has to work, because their fingers are midgets, too. <laughs> I didn't really think of that <laughs> their, before. Their fingers are midgets. Wouldn't well, yeah, they, have they don't make fingers. midget guns. No. <laughs> wow. The, me- the mechanics are off, so I, I didn't know that. But that's, that's uh, wow. How, you know, I never have thought of that before. I learned it. I learned something today from Sam. That's yeah. scary. And then I have a who else said that for this one? Um, the quote was, "You know, Zeke, I'm just not in the mood for a blowjob," and that was Bill Lambert during the 1992 NBA Finals to Isaiah Thomas. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's gonna love that one. No. Dave from the Cheap and Dirty oh, yeah. loves the bad boys. <laughs> loves that. You love, you love Bill Lambeer. Dude, I, love that I, 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 like, I like to think that I play like Bill Lambeer. Well, I like Bill Lambeer pre-Detroit Shock Bill Lambeer. He's the coach of the WNBA team. He is? Yeah. He went totally vagina. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, really? I guess the WNBA, it's half vagina, half dick. But <laughs> No, no, no. He went no, there. it's a vagina with giant clitorati. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what that is. That that would jock trap just for that. Sick. All right, and then there's a six degrees. Dennis Miller was in the net with Sandra Bullock, who was in Infamous with Sigourney Weaver, who was in Ghostbusters with Bill Murray, who was in The Life Aquatic with uh, Willem Dafoe, who's in Spider Man. Nice. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, Demon. You know what's funny is I say, yeah, we'll be right back. It's, all I do is push stop and then push record again, and then we start. All right. Don't bye. tell people our secrets. This is The Caretaker, host of The Graveyard Show podcast, and I invite you to join me in The Graveyard every Thursday night at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Each week, I will interview someone from the world of horror. Hi, this is Patrick Lussier. Hi, this is Jack Message. This is Sandy Clark. David Ondaatje. This is Adam Gerard. This is Hayden Papa Michael. Hi, this is Robbie Henson. Hi, I'm Stuart Hopewell. This is Ari Lehman. You're listening to The Caretaker. The Graveyard Show, available every Thursday night at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Visit our website at graveyardshow.com. That's graveyardshow.com. Also available on iTunes. The Graveyard Show a proud member of the Horror Podcasting Network.
got some douche cast updates from uh, Dave. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You dick. Sorry, man. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> no big deal. We're pretty excited. It should be a good time. That'll be really you know? fun. But it's not going to be the only one. Right. We'll make, you, you'll make it. I know. I will. Plus, I'm going to be... I'm going to be so scared sitting back there with uh, Steven and, and Vaughn. Hey, F this and screw you guys. I hate everything in the world you know, because I'm from New Jersey. That was just Vaughn. I, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know a lot of people from New Jersey. In fact, it's like Vaughn's probably really the only person I ever talked to from New Jersey. But if he is the staple New Jerseyan, is that a word? New Jerseyite. New- just kidding. I don't know. Uh, little Jeezy. <laughs> anyway, then, uh, then uh, yeah, that's probably a pretty fun place to live. Yeah, man. You know, everybody's always pissed off all the time. You know, and they're not pissed off. They just sound pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Demon Knight. Universal Pictures is proud to present the motion picture directing debut of one of America's most talented and respected artists. Cut! Cut, 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 cut! Oh, Hello, kitties. So glad you could join me. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper, has gone Hollywood in a big way. I'm directing my first feature film. Care for a little shriek preview? For my big screen premiere, I wanted lots of suspense. Special effects. Sex. Violence. your teeth into frights camera action it's about a chase through the ages a race against time the war between good and evil come on everybody time to play and the final battle between man Demon. I'm not gonna hurt you. I lied. It stars Billy Zane from Dead Calm, William Sadler from Die Hard 2, and Jada Pinkett from Menace to Society. Ooh, I love those titles. And you'll love Demon Knight. And ladies, if you think Demon Knight is too gross and yucky. Thank you. <laughs> Came out in 1995, directed by Ernest Dickerson. I almost tried. I almost said Eric Dickerson. Do you even know who that is? Yeah, that's a football player. Come on, man. So you can get football player name, but you don't know who Doug Bradley is. Holy shit! I'm just, I'm just teasing. We had a little inside joke in one of the breaks, anyway. Um, and it was also uh, directed by Gilbert Adler, written by Ethan Reif and Cyrus Boris. The budget for this was twenty. Uh, sorry, it was twelve million. The gross was twenty-one million. Uh, I didn't get any numbers for the other ones. Um, actually, you know what? These were going to be a trilogy. There was going to be Demon Knight, Tales from the or, uh, Bordello of Blood. But uh, Bordello Blood tanked at the theater, oh. which is a bummer because uh, you know what the thing is, is I you know it's like I said it's not the gra- it's not the greatest movie but it was fun yeah I mean that that's the kind of movie you want to go see in the theater with your friends or whatever I'd probably just get pissed off at movie talkers or something like that <laughs> but still but uh, and so they didn't they didn't end up doing the third I wonder if Ritual is supposed to be the third but they just waited uh, what like five years to do it I have I have no idea um, IMDb score. 
gave Demon Knight a 6.3. Uh, John Kassir, of course, is the Crypt Keeper. Billy Zane is the Collector. William Sadler as Breaker. Uh, Jada Pinkett, <coughs> excuse me, Jada Pinkett Smith as Geraldine. Uh, Branda Back as Cordelia. CCH Pounder as Irene. Dick Miller as Uncle Willie. And Lowell as Roach. Nothing. Lowell from Wings. Oh, yeah, that's Thomas right. Hayden Church. I was trying to figure out what you were talking about. Uh, all right, here's the synopsis. I'm going to edit that out because I thought that I thought you. I didn't. Did. I never watched Wings. What? I know that I know that you had. Uh, you know where Monk came Weber. from? Yeah. I mean, I saw it a couple times, and I recognize Stephen Weber, and then you've got uh, Thomas Monk? Hayden Church. But. Oh yeah, whatever. The story of Demon Knight revolves around an artifact and its guardian. The artifact is a key, one of seven keys that can open the gates of hell and unleash darkness across the universe. In the beginning, before Earth was formed, demons used their seven keys to focus the power of the cosmos into their hands. But after God created the world, he scattered the keys throughout the universe. After thousands of years of retrieving six of the keys, the demons returned to Earth upon learning that the seventh and final key was located there. To prevent the key from falling into the devil's hands, it was filled with the blood of the dying Jesus Christ obtained during his crucifixion. The blood in the key has the power to create barriers on entrances, entrances where it prevents demons from entering. These barriers can, however, be broken by either removing the blood from where it was poured or if the structure creating the barrier is destroyed. If the blood runs out, the key can be refilled with the blood of the latest guardian of the artifact. The new supply of blood still has the same power due to it still having some, however, diluted blood left from Christ or possibly because the sacrifice of the knight's life re-empowers the blood. Have I been doing really long synopsis? No, well, no, but never mind. But what? Well, I was just going to make a point about that. That was one thing that was just kind of unclear as to how it all worked. As far as that backstory goes, I think they gave us enough yeah. to to be able to buy it. Right. You know? I mean, the, the movie has one of the best starts. You know, Well, may, I'm not, maybe not the, 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 the very beginning. What does it start out with? The car chase mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a huge car wreck and... Uh, both of the people survive. One is uh, Breaker, who is who was um, what, William Sadler was his name. That guy was actually in the first ever episode of Tales from the Crypt on HBO. Well, and he was in Bordello of Blood too. Yeah, he was the mummy yep. in Bordello of Blood. I recognized him. His greatest role ever. Uh, the dumbass on the mist. I don't know. Freaking death on Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I, I I have not seen that show forever. I really realize that was. Him. I watch that all the time with the kids. Oh, that's funny. I figure you know what there there are some fringe movies that my uh-huh. my kids are getting old enough so I can at least kind of enjoy because yeah. that movie came out back well what a long time you know, ago. a long time ago. I I don't think Late I was 80s. even in high school Late yet. 80s. And so it, it at least takes me back. But anyway, so he was in that. That was a that was a good movie. Anyway, so basically, find out that uh, Billy Zane is hunting uh, Breaker, and he's. Claiming that the breaker stole something from him and he just wants it back. Uh, they've just been kind of, I guess, going around from town to town for who knows how long. They end up in this small town in New Mexico. I think it's New Mexico. Anyway, the uh, breaker finds this uh, kind of rundown motel with you know a few sketchy people living there. He sh- he ends up there. Um, what's his name? Billy Zane shows up. With the cops, because the cops believe this guy that that Breaker's the bad guy, but in 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 Billy Zane is the good guy. They all show up, and then all the hell starts breaking loose. And by the way, that first confrontation between Breaker and uh, Billy Zane was awesome. Uh, I'm just gonna say, I'm, I'm yeah. just gonna say, one of the greatest punches of all time. <laughs> <clears throat> Billy Zane gets kind of uh, 
impatient with the cops because the cops have to, you know, go through all the red tape, figure out who Breaker is, you know, uh, who Billy Zane is, has to verify the story, whatever. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Billy Zane turns around and says, I don't have time for this, or whatever, punches right through the dang uh, sheriff's head. It was yeah, awesome. It was, it was and then rips it off, yep. and then he uses it like it was a boxing glove. Yep. That was awesome. That <laughs> was very incredible. Anyway, so what do you think? You know this show. It was it was pretty good. I didn't like this as much as Bordello. Really, I didn't. I mean, I thought I thought it was good, and I, I think I figured or found something out about myself while I was watching it. Oh, I get a little bit claustrophobic, and what I mean by that is I don't like it when the show takes place all in one place. I just I don't. It doesn't do enough dynamic. Really, for what me. about what about? Have you ever seen like the Descent where it's all in yeah. caves? Or I mean, that was pretty good, like but it seemed like they were moving some, to some different places, and uh-huh. that, that didn't bother me as much. But it was like. They're just in this house the whole time, and it just mm-hmm. it kind of dragged out for me. But with that being said, I still thought that the storyline was very unique, and that's what I'm finding with all these tales from the crypt uh-huh. is that the storyline is very unique, and so it it really keeps it entertaining. I'm I just wish shocked. That they, I wish they could have gone out a little bit. I mean, it's not it's not a huge deal, but I just mm-hmm. kind of felt if there was one little tiny irritating point about it, it was mm-hmm. that I just felt like they didn't really go anywhere. Well, and here's here's why though, because <laughs> Billy Zane needs this key basically they kick him out of i can't remember how they got him out of the i don't remember either. in the first place they, they they got him out of the motel and then breaker started creating these barriers with the blood that we that we talked about in the synopsis and so basically they're holed up there you know and they just got to in 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 the meantime billy zane's creating all these lower level demons from his glowy red uh, or sorry glowy bright green blood these guys i i guess their plan was just to well, at least Breakers was was just to kind of wait till the morning, you know, just stay the night, whatever. Um, but the story is really good because I mean, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but we have a we have a bunch of different characters. I mean, we have uh, Lowell who is kind of a dick, you know. We have the hooker mm-hmm. that just kind of uh, hooks hooks yeah. at the. I guess that she's just like it, it's kind of like let's put it this way. Speaking of McDonald's references, you go to McDonald's, you know, you expect there to be a drive-through. You know they, they don't have to have a drive-through, but you pro- but most of the time you probably wouldn't go there if you, they didn't have a drive-through. Mm-hmm. Well, she was this motel's drive-through. <laughs> it's very convenient, you know. Uh, it's right there, easy access. You can you can you know get in real quick and get out. I, I mean that that's the thing. That's that's a good thing about having a in-house hooker. Yeah. I assume. Well, anyways, and, and then yeah. we had yeah, a couple other people, and uh, we had Jada Pinkett Smith who was well, on work release from jail, and then we had a postal guy, and then we had the owner of the uh, motel itself. Anyway, CCH Pounder. CCH Pounder. I used her as Six Degrees because I freaking love that name. <laughs> she was in another movie we did. You did. It was uh, End of Days. Yep. Did you, I wonder I if you used that. her for that, I too. I went through that. Oh, I don't you? think I used her for that, but I went through that movie. Uh, anyhow, so I guess in essence, the story, we, we get to learn a little bit more about who Breaker is, the you know the background of Breaker. You know, I mean, we mentioned in the synopsis that this key that he has holds the blood of Christ, which which obviously these demons can't handle being around or if it gets on them, they'll die, whatever. We also go through a few uh, internal struggles with the, you know, with the characters inside. But uh, I guess all in all, my favorite part of the story was how uh, Billy Zane, in order to try to get in and infiltrate this home or this uh, motel, tempts every single one of these people and their temptation scenes some of them are just awesome yeah like the old guy right there at the end oh yeah when he's just living it up with topless chicks <laughs> let's, let's put it this way 
when you're when you're you know when you get up there, wouldn't you just? I I would love to retire to a place where there's just topless chicks and uh, Cabana Boy, you know, they're at your service. As long as you had liquid Viagra that you could drink, then yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I assume that I'll feel the same now as I am when I'm <laughs> sixty. So I don't I don't know what that would be. Like. But no, I mean, and, and that's basically the story. I mean, I don't know really what else to add to it except for that it was funny. I don't think it was as funny as uh, I don't think it was as funny as Bordello no, Blood. No, but no, no. I think it was a little better. I don't know. I I I like this better than Bordello Blood. Oh, you did. I think. I guess now that I think about it, the story was. I like the story. Uh-huh. I like the characters. Um, you know, obviously there were a few irritating ones, they, uh, but there were some great gore effects. CCH Pounder gets her freaking arm ripped yep, off, yep. which was awesome. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I can't really... I, There's still star power, which I really like. Billy Zane was great. Oh, he, well, he's he was, kind of a douche, I mean, on, on, a lot of his, on a lot of his more recent stuff, but he was good in this. I you thought. know, I haven't seen anything with him in, in, in quite a while. Titanic was the last thing I could think of. I think Titanic's the last thing. Well, no, there's got to be something. I'd have to, I should have looked him up and gone through him for the and just seen what he's been in, but... You know, he did a great job in this, and and uh, oh, he was hilarious. Yeah, he he was good. Yeah, I don't know, but and you're right. I mean, this didn't have. I mean, there, it was all in one thing, and it was basically the whole story was their survival. Yeah, and I don't know. I still it was, just, it was one dimensional for me in that way. But like uh-huh. I said, it's not enough to drag it down immensely. It's not like I hate this movie. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to give this a buy too. Um, I don't think it really deserves a bone tie, but I did like, even though I gave Bordello of Blood a buy, I give I like this one better. Between between the dialogue and the cool gore effects, and you know between the story, which was you know a little more serious than Bordello of Blood, mm-hmm. uh, I really liked it. You yeah. know, but I still think it had that uh, comedic elements, and I don't know. I don't know really what else to say about. it. I don't want to keep going on talking about the same thing. No, I, I give it a red box, and, and only just for that one, one reason. Because you're all uh, claustrophobic. Yeah, just just I just started getting a little. I'm like, man, I wish they'd like go outside, or <clears throat> I wish they'd kind of move it to you know they get away for a second and move to the barn or something. It's just stupid. It's just me. I buy, buy that though. I mean, because really, it was it was on probably on one stage, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, no, I don't know. I it was still good. I, st- I, I, I recommend it absolutely. I, I, mean, I think I think what did it for me was Billy Zane's performance was awesome. Mm-hmm. I and I and I'm a big fan of William Sadler too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think with those two, I think that bumped it up for me. That's anyway. good. No, it's good. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't learn anything from this movie. <laughs> oh, really? Shocking, <laughs> shocking. And I didn't. I don't have a who else said that either. So. Did you? Did you actually watch? I this did. Show? I did. Thirty on the memory count. You damn right. I watched it. Holy crap! And then uh, I just have a six degrees. Thirty. Thirty. Where? All those girls in the dream. All those. That was thirty because Bordell of Blood only had thirty-seven, and it seemed to be yeah, way well, worse. And this was just there was there was like six girls, and they're all standing around at the table, and you can see <laughs> half of them, and they're walking around. I mean, it was it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I was starting to check them off, and I said, "Oh shit, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I mean, it was yeah, there was a lot. All right, that's good. Six <laughs> degrees, CCH Pounder, End of Days with Kevin Polak, Polak, Pollock, Pollock? Kevin Pollock. Damn it. Uh, who's in the whole nine yards with Bruce Willis and Planet Terror with Danny Trejo and from Dust Till Dawn 2 with Bruce Campbell. There you go. Flesh Get up and kill. I'm walking the corpse. Zombie, 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 zomb
So let's go over a couple of the um, HBO episodes of Tales from the Crypt. The order I did them in was uh, basically by season. So, um, I mean, we, we did one from season one, one from season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to just do it yeah, that let's way? Do that. Let's, let's do, do that. that. All right. The first one that we chose to do, and like I said, we got these off of the um, the forums, was Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone. You make the front page. Shitty picture. How you feeling, honey? Baby, this dying shit's taking years off my life. Okay. Who is it? Gather round, gather round. Here we go. 80% of the box office take. Payola from HBO and some side bet money, too. You know, worry, booby, on a more personal note, I want you to sincerely know how how, how, how I want you to know. Remember me, Carney, as Sue Carney. 60,000. Carly, baby? Yeah? What do you say we take a vacation? Go to Vegas, catch Wayne Newton's act, hop over to the Bahamas, and then uh, we'll skip over to Paris. Hey, did I tell you? Polanski wants to film my life story. All of them. Yeah? That sounds wonderful. But I have an even better idea. I'll go on vacation, and you... The original air date was June 10th of 1989. It was directed by Richard Donner, written by Terry Black, and uh, was originally from The Haunt of Fear. And this was uh, Season 1, Episode 3. IMDb gave it a 7.6. You know what I learned about IMDb? Because for, for this and, and House, or I mean uh, Masters of Horror, they get really high marks. I think episode. it keeps everybody's attention span. Uh, you know, and maybe that's it. But, I mean, I don't think... I think, I mean I was looking at a lot of those uh, Masters of Horror and not one got a, un, underneath a five. Well, and that, I didn't look at them all, yeah, but that's unbelievable. Yeah. 
So I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm kind of a little more sketchy about an IMDb score if it's a, uh, a, a episode of a television series. Well, you know what we need to do is we need to make sure that, that instead of the IMDb, people use our scale. Because it's more accurate. Because IMDb people are just dumbasses. Well, and I'll tell you what, not to get off on too big of a tangent here, but don't even get me started on those IMDb message you, boards. I remember, oh yeah, those message boards are ridiculous. There's, there are retards. You know what, the thing is, I think when a message board gets too big, it just breeds like yeah. these retards that get on there and just drop bombs just to drop bombs. Oh yeah. And to piss people yep. off and whatever. I'll tell you what, if somebody like that got on the... Uh, Cadaver Lab page? I think I would just boot them. There's no First Amendment on the Cadaver Lab boards, you <laughs> shitheads. There's not. <laughs> well, listen, for all the shit that, we, that we've that we said ourselves and that it goes on there, I don't think that's a big worry, but if oh, you're just going to go start shit. And, there's First Amendment while we're talking here, <laughs> but there's no First Amendment rights. So we can censor and take whatever the hell off we want Oh yeah, on the boards. I love the power. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, and all these again, uh, star John Kassir as the Crypt Keeper. Joe Pantoliano, Pantoliano, mm-hmm. uh, played Ulrich the Undying. Robert Wool played Barker. Catherine, Kathleen York played Coralie. And Gustav Vintes played Dr. Emil Manfred. A cat's gland is implanted into the brain of a homeless man, giving him as many lives as the cat had <laughs> to cheat death. He soon gets greedy and uses his newly found gift for profit by becoming a top carnival act. Now, I like this one. First of all, there was a great twist at the end. Second of all, Robert Wool playing the uh, the carnival leader was completely funny. Yeah. Joe Pant- Pantaleon. I just, it doesn't sound right. Pat Pantaleon? He's on a whole bunch of stuff. I know, I know oh, okay. who he is. Oh. I mean, he's on The Matrix. I mean, yeah. I know exactly who he is. I just, I've, I've, well, I've, I've heard his name before. Yeah, Joe Pantaleono. <laughs> I've heard his name Joe before, Pantoliano. and it doesn't seem Lonely. like I'm seeing it right. Pan, Pantoliano? Pantoliano? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, somebody's wow. going to have to no, help Mikey us out and try not to waste not going to be able to go to work tomorrow. He's going to be like, damn, you guys. <laughs> I was having a good morning. And then you don't know what the fuzz you're talking about with Joe. <laughs> and he's going to say the name right. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so ba- in essence, what happens is this... Uh, what is he, like a showman or whatever, has his tent in a circus or a carnival. He goes in and uh, Joe, this guy, I'm just going to call him Ulrich. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Ulrich. Basically, his show is to die, you know, and everyone in the audience obviously thinks that he's faking death, but he's actually dying and coming back to life because of he has, you know, nine lives of a cat. I don't. I don't really. That that's basically the thing. That, I mean, there's a couple of twists in the story. Uh, we're not going to give away the ending, but I really like this one. Yeah, this was good. That you know, it, it it follows along with his with his life story, and so it's it's well, his life and death story, right? But uh, you know, it has a really good timeline. It's not dragged out over a whole bunch of time. Well, and the thing is, is these are only ha- half an hour. Yeah, episodes. so they get to it, which I think is another reason why they score higher. You just you get to the point, you mm-hmm. make your point, and then you end it. You know, and I never got the feeling like we weren't getting enough background sort of to any of these. No, you know, I mean, these aren't really. I mean, obviously, a story that you're going to put in a 30 minute episode of Tales from the Crypt, you're not going to you're not even going to try to give it the depth that you would. Mm-hmm. You know, an hour and a half feature length film. Right. So, and, and maybe that's just a advantage that you have. I mean, you don't have to worry about all this stuff. You have 30 minutes, do what you can, mm-hmm. boom. It was grainy. I mean, the, the film 
at least the one that I saw was was kind of grainy. Oh, it's old. As far as well, and that's what I liked about it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was good. It was funny seeing that carnival stuff. There's just some weird shit that happens at carnivals. Oh yeah. And and it's just kind of it, it just had that creepy weird feeling a little well, it's bit. Just, don't those just like you're supposed to go there? You're supposed to have fun, but don't they just seem dirty as hell? Yeah, yeah. And just dirty. And I don't know gross. how I dare eat food from there. It's something about people who travel in a circus who don't really have a home, who don't really have like these things. I don't know. Do they even have like a real shower or a real? I, I I don't know. I always think that they just have these like like these tubs, these yeah. like silver tubs that they fill up with warm water and bathe in it. Maybe that's. I'm just being an idiot, but I'll no. tell you what. I don't know. That, I mean, that added to it. I thought this was a great one. I'm going to give, I mean, I think that with every single one of these, these are basically a buy. I, I agree with that. Um, I give this a buy as well. And, uh, you know, I, I, I called the twist. And, and it was Did funny. You? It wasn't that I was really calling it. I'm just like, you have to take into account everything. You make sure you're counting right. <laughs> oh, you just blew it. No. Well, maybe I did. You just blew it. I'm gonna, I'll beep, beep it out. But I, I, I was I was keeping track of that. Oh, were you? Yeah, because I'm like, well, you know, that makes obvious sense. Uh-huh. Not, not, and so when it when it came up, uh, you're like, I was just like, well, yeah, duh, dumbass, you should be figuring that. But anyways, characters were good, story mm-hmm. was good. Bye. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, what did I learn? I'm performing phase three clinical trials on cats as we speak. Nice. So, trying, to get, <laughs> trying to get some of that action. Yep. Six degrees, Joe Pantaleone. Lona, Pantaleona. <laughs> Pagliati. Whatever. <laughs> was in The Matrix with Hugo Weaving, who was in Transformers with Shia LaBeouf. Yes. <laughs> who was in Surf's Up with Brian Posehn. Wow, with you. Who was in The Wedding Singer with Steve Buscemi, who was in Fargo with Bruce Campbell. There you go, Fargo. Because he was on the TV for a second. That's right. <laughs> it all counts. Yeah, All buddy. right. Next episode was uh, from season two. It was episode three, Cutting Cards. I used to have a regular game back here with Gibbons and Norris and a bunch of the boys. They don't come around here anymore. And I cleaned them all out. I guess they weren't used to my kind of competition. You trying to tell me something, Sam? Yeah, I am, Reno. I'm just reminding you. I'm the best. I wouldn't want you to forget that. You better see a doctor. Because your brain has gone to shit. I guess you're just remembering the 10,000 bucks I took off you last time we met. Of course, I was still driving around that caddy that I won off you. Now, wasn't I? Always wondered how you explained that one to your wife. But she already run off with that piano player. Maybe I'd just leap over this table and wipe that smile off your face. I got a tip for you, Reno. <laughs> you take on everybody that laughs at you, you're going to have a lifetime of work. Nobody laughs at me. Sure they do. They all laugh at you. They laugh at your wife. They laugh at your clothes. They laugh at this dumb redneck cowboy way you got to talking and thinking. You're working me, Forney. You're working me. Yeah, I'm working you. No doubt about it. I love watching you itch. <laughs> uh, original air date was April 20th, 1990. Uh, God, these are older. I mean, these don't seem... I'm just getting old, I guess, because these didn't seem like I was that old when I watched them. I mean, that young. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Uh, directed by Walter Hill. Uh, written by Walter Hill and Mae Woods. It was originally from Tales from the Crypt magazine. Uh, IMDb gave this one an 8.0. Um, 
And this one was a good one. It started Lance Henriksen as Reno Crevice. I know. What, what the, the freak? When they said that, I'm like, dude, have you agreed to have that Reno name? Reno Crevice. Uh, Kevin Ty, T-I-G-H-E is Sam Forty. You know, and I didn't know who this is by his name, but we've seen this guy. Oh, yeah. He's in all. He was he, in uh, Roadhouse. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he a bad guy? Yeah. in Ro- Oh, no, no. He was a good guy in Roadhouse. No. He yeah, didn't. no, he was too. He was the, uh, d- he owned the Roadhouse thing. He owned the bar. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He owned the bar. That's right. And uh, by the way, that is probably the. I freaking love Roadhouse I for no it. reason, and I hate that Patrick Swayze is like so like sporting the curly mullet in that. But I freaking love that movie. I like that show. But yeah, he was a good. He was actually a good guy. I, for some You're reason, right. I think I've seen him as a bad guy. He was in Lost. He's a bad guy in Lost. That's I don't, probably I don't not watch that freaking show. <laughs> I'm missing the finale right now. It's supposed to blow my mind. My wife in the other room watching, she's like, Mike, okay, the season finale of Lost is on tonight, and I don't care what it is. Um, I just need, if the kids get up, I just need you to watch them. I'm re- I'm, we're recording tonight, woman. You know? oh, there you go. Yeah. Don't, don't even mess with this. And, I'm, of course, I'm not going to even help you make yourself dumber by watching Lost. Sorry. No, no, no. You know what? I apologize. I, that was just too rude. And you know what? I don't even really mean that. I say that just to be a dick. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what were we talking? Oh, yeah, Sam Forney. Uh, and Roy Brocksmith is the bartender. So basically, oh, I'll just read the synopsis. Reno and Sam are a pair of hardcore gamblers who don't play for fun, who challenge each other in a simple game, in a sam- sample game of cards I think they meant simple yeah and the end result could be deadlier than they could have ever bargained for you know the thing is is okay that was short and cheesy but that was basically well that's I loved this one this and, one and was the reason funny. why I love this one is because I'm sitting there watching this thing escalate plus you're and you you freaking are a gambling addict <laughs> yeah not that bad but <laughs> um but I, I thought it was so funny that you get these two guys who who know each other, and it just it's it's like a, it's a it's a typical male outing where you're trying to one up each other, and uh-huh. and you're trying you know you get these stupid things get blown out of proportion, uh-huh. escalated to a point where you just act like a complete dumbass. Oh, and see, I this was completely foreign to me because I've never done anything <laughs> like that in my life. I mean, these guys are going out and they're participating in Russian roulette. Oh yeah, over who who even knows? One of them said something about well, someone. I, I think wife what it was and, is. They they are so each think they're so good at playing poker or gambling or whatever that there's I guess it's a classic. Let me, there ain't enough room in this listen, town for the both of us. Let me let me call deal. bullshit on that for one reason, and it, maybe it is because I'm a gambling addict. I, I <laughs> happen to play poker and I enjoy playing poker. Huh? Those guys, if you watch, all they're doing is relying. Sp- specifically on the luck of the cards there's uh-huh. when you play poker you play with chips and stuff to bet and try and get each other's money so that there's some some things you're trying to do with bluffing they're just dealing the fucking cards and and they just let them fall where they may yeah they do that's all they do listen you know what and, and thing, i didn't say fuzzing because it just was so stupid listen i i you know i don't know why but i do not like to play poker i i i've tried sam yeah, I know. You all, you've invited me before. I you know. just couldn't invite me. You know what? That's fine because I don't. <laughs> I don't really. I don't know why, but I do not like to play. I. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, I don't so, want to keep dragging it up. That hey, come play. To come do something you hate. Well, well, I'm sorry, yeah, but the thing is, is so to me, that's not something I really picked up on. I figured that's just how people play poker. Well, they're playing the five card draw. Right. And, so and, they eat the five cards, and we'll take two, and then uh-huh. he was like, "I'll take three. Well, shit, there's no bluffing each other. There's no nope. trying to get each other out. You just, whatever the cards say, 
<laughs> the, you just chop off a finger. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess what they. That's the stakes weren't high enough, so they yeah they started chopping up body parts, and it's all in how it was shuffled. And they let somebody else even shuffle it. Yep. Anyways, but I still liked it because no. I just thought it was so no, funny. The, the Especially thing is, is the banter between the two guys yeah. was so funny. Oh, it kept and, going. And, and by the way, the mustache on Henderson and oh, his geez. and his little cowboy outfit was priceless. Let me tell I you. picture Apocalypse Dan wearing that exact <laughs> same when he calls little in. Weasley mustache. When he calls oh in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it is like. You know, and it's not like a real cowboy outfit. It's like remember the cowboy outfit in uh, Back to the Future Part Three that Marty yeah. was wearing, like the pink. You know, it wasn't pink, but it was kind of like yeah. that that uh, costumey right. type of thing. Well, and that's what I learned was Lance Hendrickson looks like a child molester in a cowboy outfit. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I learned in Pumpkinhead that he looked like a, a child molester with his shirt off. So I'm thinking there's probably like a kind of a, a thing going there where I, you know, I'm pretty Maybe. sure he's a child molester. You Anyways, know what? That's rude. That is that's so bad. But I, I thought I thought that this was good, even that. And and the funny thing is, is this one out of all the ones that we watched uh-huh. is the one that has kind of like a moral to it. Exactly. And just through the end, and I'm not going to say what the end was, uh-huh. so people can go back and watch it. In fact, <clears throat> I don't know if I should throw this out there, but I went to go find the clips on YouTube. Uh-huh. You can watch these all of these episodes in three parts on YouTube. Oh yeah. Just go look them up, and you can you can watch them on YouTube, and and they're chopped up. I, don't, I guess for legal reasons. Well, or I, don't I don't know if it's legal reasons or the fact that. Size, I, size restrictions. I, you know, I have no idea. But they're on there. All but all four these. Of them. All, remember all. how I mentioned the cartoons, the crypt, uh-huh. the, the tales from the crypt keeper. Those are a couple of those are on in three parts too, yeah. three ten minute parts. Yeah. So, so I, I thought this one was really good. I give this a buy. No, I give it a buy too. This, I think the the best thing about this, like I said, was just the relationship between the two men and them going back and forth, and it just got so. Kind of so silly, funny. but it was funny. It I've was got awesome. a, I've got a. Who else said that? Uh, Sam said, "Yeah, I'm working you all right. I love watching you itch." And that was Paris Hilton's grabs. Wow. <laughs> so well, there, the, the the thing is, 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 is little known. Crabs have to get pretty big before they can actually start talking, and you can hear them. But I could just imagine one night Paris is laying in bed, and all of a sudden she hears, "I love to and all of a sudden itch. look down and. A crab staring back up at her talking. I, I just can't imagine the shock and the horror of that. You know what? But maybe that's just not for me to ever know. I don't know. She probably ate it. All Sick. right. Six Degrees, Lance Hendrickson in Appaloosa with Ed Harris in The Truman Show with Jim Carrey in The Majestic with Sweet. Bruce Campbell. The third episode that we chose to talk about today was The Reluctant Vampire. Now, while most of us make a point of not looking for trouble, my next guest has made a career of it. He has a job that's definitely not for the squeamish. For the past 50 years, Rupert von Helsing has been hunting vampires. Hunting vampires. Mr. Van Helsing, is that for real? Of course it's for real, Miss Jones. I assure you, vampires are quite real. And they really turn into bats and fly around. No, no, that's just in the movies. But they must drink blood to stay alive. And it must be human blood. It is for them an addiction, an addiction for which they have to kill nightly. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm wearing an extra scarf to bed tonight. Huh, huh, huh. Hilarious. What's happening, Sally? What, evaporating, huh? I want to know why there never seems to be as much blood available as we're taking in. I, I don't know why. You better find out why, sweetheart, or your little butt's going to be out on the sidewalk. Oh, no. Mr. Crosswhite, I, I need this job. Honey, you're dead weight on a sinking ship. Please, Mr. Crosswhite, I'll get to the bottom of it. Mm. 
Well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you put it that way, Sally, because uh, I'd like to keep you on here. See, I like you, Sally, a lot. And uh, perhaps we can get to the bottom of that? Hmm? Mr. Crossway. Leave her alone. Sir. <laughs> nice try, hero. But before you go sticking your nose in anywhere, remember, you're just a night watchman. And if you want to stay night watchman... Yes, 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 sir. Think about what I said, sweetheart. It's an awfully cruel world out there in the unemployment line. Hmm? Maybe you both better think about it. Original air date was July 10th, 1991. Directed by Elliot Silverstein, uh, written by Terry Black, William M. Gaines, and uh, this one came from the Vault of Horror, uh, season three, episode seven. IMDb gave it a seven point six. See now, seven point six. I mean, I guess we already went over this, so I won't talk about it. But I don't seven point six. That seems really way too high. Anyways, uh, Malcolm McDowell played Donald Longtooth. Sandra Dickinson played Sandy. George Went played Mister Crosswhite. Michael Berryman. Played Rupert Van Helsing, Paul Gleason played Detective Robinson, and uh, of course John Kassir as a crib keeper. Synopsis: Donald Longtooth is a vampire with a conscience who would rather feed on innocent people. Wait, wait, who rather than feed on innocent people obtains the supply of blood that he needs by working the night shift as a security guard in the blood bank. Problems arise when Donald's mean-spirited boss, uh, Mr. Cro- uh, Crosswhite informs the staff at the bank that there will have to be budget cuts made due to the shortages of blood. The thought of the other staff members losing their jobs due to Donald's pilfering pricks the undead bloodsucker's conscience, and he hits upon the way of replenishing the stock which attracts the attention of a vampire slayer. What do you think about this one? This this was good. Um, not one of the not one of the better. But this not, is probably not, out of the four we're doing. Yeah. This is probably my least favorite. Yeah, and and the only thing that I really liked about this was seeing Malcolm McDowell, and then having the harpsichord play in the back because it <gasps> reminded me of a Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, horribly, which was <laughs> great because that movie, that movie oh, scarred me. Oh, it's... and and I'll tell you what, I I always I need to go back and watch it again. I only watched it once, and mm-hmm. I remember. I just, it was so bizarre. But anyways, oh, it, was, it was so cool to see him in this movie and then have the harpsichord in the background as it's, it's as the story is beginning. You know, I didn't even that I notice just that. Started, I started getting some nostalgia there, and so I was, I was in that mode. It, it was funny how it just took me back, because yeah. I think I watched that show probably eight years ago or something oh, yeah? like that. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, it took me back. <laughs> so I, I liked it for that reason, but as far as the story goes and kind of the execution of it, you know, there were some funny parts with him doing the Heimlich on the guy to get all the blood out of him. <laughs> yes, and, jumping on him. Yeah, jumping on him and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, the, the Van Helsing guy was pretty interesting. He, you know what? Here, something weird here's the guy. deal. Oh, with uh, Michael Berryman? Yeah. He's, like he's all deformed. Dude. I know. He's, I'm, not gonna, I'm not making fun of that dude. Well, dude, he's, uh, well, he's like a horror icon. Yeah. Man, you don't yeah. mess with that guy. No, I've seen him on some other stuff. and, and so What else? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to waste you. Hills Have Eyes, Devil's yeah, Region. You know what? Awesome. I did think of Hills Have Eyes did on you? that. Yeah. Oh, cool. But, uh, yeah, he's he's a weird dude. Here's my feelings for this this uh, episode was, okay, so the story is, you know, the story now, it's kind of, we, I don't know, with like, I don't know, maybe this was a little more original back in the comics, you know, probably in the 50s, I'm sure it was. Uh, but, uh, you know, here's a vampire who wants to be a good vampire, so he finds a way not to, to eat humans. Um, there was, I mean, which is fine. All that, all that's fine and good. 
uh, you know, and his struggles to go through. And there were some funny parts when he got his, uh, apparently when he got uh, turned on by kind of an old lady, which I didn't understand that either, his uh, erection was manifest through his fangs. That's exactly, that's what I learned. One of the things I learned, teeth are a vampire's boner. <laughs> wow. I well, remember in Underworld, it was that her eyes turned blue. That's yeah. kind of like her vampire boner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh my problem with this, and this is so ticky tacky, so he go he decides basically he's gonna replenish the blood supply that's been losing. So he goes out and starts taking care of like street uh, thugs and stuff like that. Now he he goes he takes one of those big giant five gallon water jugs and just puts all of the blood, mixes it all together, and uh, brings it back and puts those little pouches. I and could, everybody's happy. I could not get over the fact that how gross that is. And how there's these patches of mixed up blood, the tights, who knows what diseases. Yeah, he asked them if they've ever had a venereal disease or got a tattoo in the last however many. Dental work. Oh, yeah, dental dental surgery or whatever. You know what that reminds me of, though? Because oh. I, I dry heave every time this happens. No. If I take a whiz in the toilet and then somebody takes a whiz in the toilet after me and mixes, <laughs> the urine that mixing? shit makes me, I dry heave every How do you time. know? What would you like? Wait to see? Why don't you flush the toilet? That's your fault. That's a great question. <laughs> Maybe it's me whizzing on top of someone else's, and then I just dry heave. Or okay, Why don't I flushed before. Yeah, I you know, I, I don't know. You know what? I'm just. <laughs> well, plus, let's put it this way: if you pee on someone else's pee, and it splashes out a little. You know, some oh, might get on your shoes and stuff. That is so gross. That's. I mean, that's just weird that there's this mixture of pee. Yeah, it's it's that's inhuman. That's like, that's <laughs> dude. I cannot believe that we started talking about that. I'm gonna throw up right, right it's, it's now. It's late. We're recording late. It's. Uh, I'm gonna. This throw is up where right. it's gone. No, you're not. So sick. So, I don't know. I I give this one a red box. I mean, I don't know. I didn't. This one didn't get to me. It wasn't that funny. It was okay. It was a fun story. There were some funny parts. I do like Malcolm McDowell. Um, but other than that, and that's I would give it an AMC. Other than just because it took me back to a clock oh, yeah. orange, I'm gonna give it a red box. <laughs> that's the only thing that brings it up. But like. I mean, like we were talking about, maybe maybe uh, Tales from the Crypt episodes are just like pizza or, or BJ's. <laughs> that, uh, oh, e, they're really not that bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't think 7.6, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good to watch. Half, it, like I said, it's a half an hour. You, you didn't have to suffer too long. Right. Uh, what did I learn? There are closet vampires. Yes. Teeth are vampires, boner. <laughs> And vamp clothes are susceptible to holy water. Vamp what? Clothes. I don't remember. He was George Went was spraying him with holy water at the end, he, but it was his clothes that were blowing up. That's the water right. didn't even hit him. I was like, "What the fuck is going <laughs> that's on?" That's right. So I have three who else said that Let's for this for this movie. I'm gonna guess they have a lot to do with sucking. No. Oh, really? One of them does. Oh, okay. does. Uh, I'm gonna do something to solve this problem, even if I hate myself in the morning. Uh huh. And I googled that. <laughs> Let me. And, uh, no, 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 never mind, never. Mind. And it was uh, Janine Garofalo's boyfriend's four-hour boner. <laughs> the problem is with that is you know that there was some medication involved initially just to get it up. All right, oh, so. horrible. Oh. The next one, I don't want to end up sucking on the streets again. That was actually two people said that. No, really. This year's American Idol and the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Nuggets don't deserve that, even though they're just a bunch of thugs. You know, they they're going to the finals. What's now here's 
Here's one that I stretched for. Uh-oh. This one is pointless since Sally and I are going to have a scorching love affair. That was actually... <laughs> that was actually the adult peppermint patty to Charlie Brown when he was trying to enroll his sister in conversion therapy. <laughs> when he's trying to enroll her in conversion <laughs> When I when I looked that up and that came across, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I don't think you should crack myself up. That was that was so funny, dude. <laughs> oh, all right. <clears throat> okay, so the last part of that was conversion therapy. In case anybody <laughs> didn't get that. <laughs> oh. Anyways, okay, so six degrees. Malcolm McDowell is in a Clockwork Orange with Aubrey Morris, who was also in Bordello of Blood. He really? was the he was the funeral home director. That guy? Oh, really? And he was in a Clockwork Orange. I don't remember. Yeah, I think he was one of the doctors in that. Hmm. Anyways, uh, he was in Life Force with Patrick Stewart. Oh, cool. Who was in X-Men with Bruce Davison. Oh. Who was in Willard with Ernest Borgnine. Okay. Who was in McHale's Navy with Bruce Campbell. Nice. Willard. It's the what Rats. Yeah, what the, the original. Oh, he was okay. Willard in the 1971. You know, I never knew there was an original Willard until I saw the other version of Willard. Oh, with uh, Cor- uh, what's his Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover. Yeah. I saw the original on Thriller Theater. <laughs> really? When I was little, and it freaked me out. I don't think rats. I've seen that yet. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Does Michael Jackson's Ben song in that? Nothing. <laughs> Never heard that. Oh man. Oh, I suck. I good, suck. Well, I don't know. What you suck is you don't know like a Jackson Five song. Yeah. No. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's just get right into. I'm cutting that part out where I sang a little bit. By the way. Yeah. Uh, death of some salesman. How nominal. Five hundred dollars buys everything for the both of you. Five hundred dollars. That's all. Of course, we do have the extended death benefit of $20,000, and that'll only cost you $750. $750 buys you $20,000? No. You're both covered, so we're talking $40,000. <laughs> well, we can't say no to that, can we? We'll do it. Great. I'll drop the paperwork. Of course, we'll have to see it first. See? See what the cemetery plot looks like. We'd like to see a thing work before we buy it. Well, it, um, it looks pretty much like this. Can't buy nothing till we see it first. Okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to submit your paperwork with the payment, and I'm going to come back tomorrow. I'm going to take you there myself. How does that sound? Sure thing. That's what you let me and Ma to go downstairs get you some money. You take cash? I prefer cash. It speeds up the process. Well, we won't be but a minute. You want some coffee or something? Yeah. Well, if you've been on the road all day, I expect you could use a little pick-me-up. <laughs> Come on now, Ma. We don't want to keep the young man. Come in, Pa. 
Original air date October 2nd, 1993, directed and written by uh, Gilbert Adler. Uh, this was originally on The Haunt of Fear. Uh, episode, uh, sorry, season 5, episode 1, the IMDb gave this a 7.5. They gave uh, a reluctant vampire 7.6. That's wrong. That, that's, that's wild. Um, this starred Ed Bagley Jr. as Judd Campbell. Tim Curry as Ma Pa in Winona Brackett. Uh, Yvonne DiCarlo is Mrs. Jones and John Kassir. Synopsis. A crooked salesman pitches to the wrong family. That's it? For all those last long synopsis I've been going over, that one felt good. That was on. That's perfect. Why don't you give us an elaboration? Well, you've got this guy, and, and he's got an ingenious scheme. I was <laughs> like, damn it, why haven't I? I hope not many people have seen this because I'm doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, he... Uh, he goes out and scams people for money in the in the funeral home business, and uh, ends up he just looked in the paper. It starts out with him banging some chick, uh-huh. and ends up he lies to her about taking her away with him. And right, you just know he's a he's a scuzzy. Well, dude. basically, he justifies the fact that he's told her all these nice things in the night before because he wanted to give her this wonderful evening. Yeah, and, and whatever, and just that he just he did what he had to do to give her this nice evening. Yeah, it's salesmanship. He's just, yeah, it's salesmanship. He's just kind of a slime ball. So he ends up going, and he, he knocks. He, he goes to one lady and does it, and then so you see how he kind of operates, and then he goes to the next, which is the brackets, right? And which is played by Tim Curry, and he did such a good job. This is before they had like realistic old people um, makeup, yeah. But he's, st- I mean, you can tell it's Tim Curry, but man, his twang. Oh my gosh! Oh, he did so good. Well, first of all, the funny thing is, is when I watched this the very first time, I didn't know. It took me a second to, I mean, I could tell it was Tim Curry, but it took me a second to realize that all three characters were played uh-huh. by Tim Curry. Like, for instance, the, the, the mother came out, and you could tell yeah. that was Tim Curry. And uh, it was unbelievable that he was a whole, he seemed like a whole different person. Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while you'd see, like, Tim Curry's mannerisms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then the dad came, yeah. and I, it took me a minute to realize that he was Tim Curry. Obviously, when the daughter came out. You could tell right away right. that she was that that was Tim Curry. And he did so good as a daughter. Oh my gosh! I mean, just this was bad. This, there were a few parts in this that basically made me want to hurl. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, when he had to think about getting it up. Wait, wait, wait! Stop it right there because that's that is uh, really gross. It was really gross. <laughs> well, basically, we had to see Tim Curry. How do I put this mildly? Thrust? N- well, well, first of all, Ed Bigley Jr. had to think about getting a Bogner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do love me. Oh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Tim Curry gets on it, slides down it. <laughs> it was like, wow. I think this is the most disturbing thing that I have ever witnessed in my life. Yeah, you did. Didn't you think she had a hunchback? She was gross looking. Yeah. Oh, and I haven't bathed in weeks. He did a great job with yeah. all three of these characters. Yep. I mean, yep. unbelievable. 
And you're, just, you're watching it with one eye open and your lip curled. <laughs> what the fuzz? <laughs> and just the twist at the end, just you know, figure oh, out yeah. what's going on. I mean, I thought this this was probably the best done. Oh yeah, all the, of them, the one I we thought, watch. You know, kind of the again. There's a little bit of a lesson there, but you know, just the, what goes around comes around. But man, it was so good. It was it was creepy. It was <laughs> it was creepy. Uh, it was dirty. It was gross. The, the people that he played, the three people that Tim Curry played, were disgusting. Mm. And uh, well, I guess Ed there Begley, was some good gore. Oh, the, yeah, there was some good gore when, when you you'd look around at mm-hmm. different people and stuff. Apparently, these people have an aversion to uh, salespeople. Yeah, or maybe the salespeople have an aversion to them. Oh my gosh! That uh, the scene I mentioned there probably was enough to uh, disturb me for life. <laughs> I can't believe I, I can't believe I went into that much detail. Damn it! Yeah, you, <laughs> you did. You definitely made me relive it. Ooh. That wow. was, that was Talk a, about the anti Viagra. Yeah. Anyway, I, I give this a bonus. I give this a bonus. Adam, uh, this was my. This was. I remember I watched this first actually, and I was just like, wow. I cannot believe the quality that went into this one. Yeah. This one this one was awesome. Yep. It's uh not for the faint of heart, I don't think. I mean, geez. Well it's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta be able to you gotta be able to get I have that. nothing but good things to say about this. Mm-hmm. I mean it was gross, it was disturbing. But Tim Curry, I, I'm a big Tim Curry fan. Unfortunately Me too. he's not in like a ton of stuff I wanna watch. Um I don't know. He's been in a few things, but whenever he's in, I always like him. Yeah, he's good stuff. And uh, this one, I'm glad that I got to see it because this is probably one of my favorite things that I've ever seen him in. Yep. So I only learned a couple things from this. So, uh, number one, never uh, do a hunchback uh, Tim Curry. Actually, there's three. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, salesmen are assholes. Whoa. Yeah. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Not at all. All right. And then the other thing, there's justice somewhere for those damn solicitors. They come to your house. Yeah. All right. So six degrees. Tim Curry was in Mikel's Navy with Bruce Campbell. There you go. You know, Mikel's Navy is a movie that I haven't seen forever. I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing, and I think I've only seen it like on TNT or something. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not that great. Oh, that reminds me. Six degrees. I need to mention that Frozen Dead. Yes. Gave me a six degrees. Well, he for tried the to kiss. waste you on the yeah, form. Yeah, he did. He was the one that gave me the kiss. It was that 1896 movie that was a minute and a half long. Uh huh. So I just wanted to let everybody know that he he I didn't give him credit on the forums for me kicking oh, wait, it, or wait, on wait. the yeah forums or on the show for he kicking his ass. Called you an Effenheimer. Yeah. So <laughs> I smoked him. I kicked his ass up and down all over the well, place listen, on that. Listen, Frozen, Mister Dead. He was trying <laughs> to to spare your feelings. That's right. Okay. That's right. But I guess I guess when. But uh, hey, if you want it, come and get. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, so all in all, Tales from the Crypt, I was happy with, with everything that we watched. I give Tales from the Crypt a bonus. <laughs> oh, song. whoa. Wow. I, you know what, and I'll tell you what, uh, we, do we know what we're doing next week? No. Uh, we mentioned what we we're doing. We haven't talked gonna, about it. But uh, I'm going to be watching some more of these. I mean, I'm in, we, we, we came up with a couple of ideas. Like, we haven't done a lot of movies that came out recently. Yeah. And I was thinking about just picking a few that have come out within the last six months or something. Just kind of. You know what we ought to do up. is we had... Um, Ferguson send in a backtrack for Twilight. A riff track. A riff track. Yep. I don't know what it's called. Uh-huh. I haven't done it. I swear that I am going to watch it because I want to I just laugh through it. Uh-huh. 
But I think we should do that for a movie. I think we ought to like a commentary. Yeah, do a commentary for a movie just to try it out. I mean, we don't have to other do it for podcasts the podcast. have done it. I think I think we ought to some just, do it better than others. I think that's a good idea, and it may get that we're watching this, and and I am so damn obnoxious that it's just so <laughs> stupid that we're not even gonna we're not we won't tell anybody we did it. <laughs> but then again, it, you know, it may be pretty interesting to try and do it. You know, let's let's put this out there. Um, maybe what we do is we 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 throw on a flick. We um you know we don't do any we don't do any voicemails or feedback or anything like that. We'll come in here, throw like, mm-hmm. put a microphone to me, a microphone to you, and a microphone to the stereo. Yeah, and uh, we'll just go through that. If if uh, if you have any uh, movies that you did, uh, you think we could that you would be do, give us an idea. Yeah, let's do that, and we can put it up for a vote, and then I think we ought to get one that people want us to see, and they can they can vote on it. And that way it would be. Do you want to? Do you want to make it so that they can riff tracks along with it, or should we edit only the, to only the funny parts? What do you mean? Meaning, do you want to say, okay, everybody, push play now? Well, I think we ought to do that. Okay, that's fine. I man. think we ought to do that and just watch it. Uh, so there, we're there ripping off some... the riff tracks. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a good. I, I would like to at least try it because I thought that's ingenious. You know what we should do? We what? should do that to a public domain movie, and then. And then uh, send out the public domain movie to everybody. Let's, that's what we should do. That way we can... We can just put it on there, and we can edit whatever we want. And then we can put it out there, and it may just I, become... We may end up going to the Oscars, Mike. To <laughs> <laughs> so the Oscar Mar wieners. <laughs> that's exactly what they want, a couple of dumbass horror <laughs> podcasters going to the Oscars. Uh, if the system. <laughs> so, okay, so, okay, that's an idea. Yeah, that's an idea. So give us a little bit of feedback on that, So, but we'll figure out what we're going to do next week for real, or should we just, I don't know. We'll, we'll no, talk. Let's figure, yeah, let's figure, th- th- this is something that will take a little while, okay. I think, because if people want to weigh in on it and we find one. And, All right. But, well, yeah, let's figure out what we're doing next week. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and put in a death scene right here. Which I am not responsible for because people freaking hate my death scenes. Are you kidding me? That last hard. death scene was awesome. Too Listen, hard. I like having a couple of a couple of days, and we got like, a, what, a week into the last one? Red yeah. Water? Well, that's the thing is, I mean, we're giving away prizes. I don't want to, I mean, we want to make it fun. The problem is, is that when it's too easy, you get someone, the first one to look at it is the one that gets right. it and no one else tries it. So, right. you know, give people a shot. Well, and Florida Possum has been sending in one. She sent in a couple, and then I'm like, send them, send in, a, make them harder. Make yeah. them as hard as you can. Yeah. So Because uh, now we're up to, instead of like ones of fans, now we have tens of fans. And so. <laughs> ones of fan? Ones of fans. <laughs> right? And now we have tens of fans. And okay. so it, it, we need to give everybody a shot, right? To, Why not? Get Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I wouldn't have got red water, I don't think. I would have. Shit, well, you that made movie's it. a classic. <laughs> Lou Diamond. Lou Diamond's greatest two movies, Red Water and then that one cowboy. Young Guns? Stu- Young Guns, damn it. It's been a, I cannot remember. Mikey is going to blow a freaking gasket with you. Because <laughs> I cannot remember anything tonight. No. Sorry, Metal. That's right. I don't address him as Mr. Mr. That's right. All right, so Destiny right here. I'm going to go check on the stakes. Why don't you get in your suit and meet me outside? I'll be there in a minute. 
Okay, and uh, by the way, um, you know how we usually like beg for like iTunes reviews? Give them to Vaughn. Uh, well, no, no, we'll give the podcast alley votes to Vaughn. Well, no, I mean, okay. I don't want to sound like an asshole. Like, oh, we're so cool that we can just give a vote to Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Make sure to, you know what? Do this. Make sure to vote for every podcast you listen to. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of work. It's fun. You know, it's good to, to see, you know, some of the fruits of our labor, at least. Well, not only that, but, I mean, if, if, our, if, if we dip too low, we're going to get fired. And I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yes. Just, I mean, just get out there and vote for everybody. Would you, please? Especially Vaughn. Apparently, he's been crying about not getting enough votes. <laughs> just teasing. You can edit that out. No way. Um, let's see. Visit cadaverlab.com. You know, we've actually had a lot of people step up to the plate and start uh, submitting stories for us. Movie reviews, all types of stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. So and I actually have a little bit of a backlog right now, so I'm setting him up. And I'm just putting, you know, making them active, you know, uh, periodically, so we don't. And it's it. cool that you can make some comments on stuff now too on those stories. Yeah, we did, and I still got up. a little bit of work to do, so so the comments can go over to the archive pages, stuff like that. But it's a work in progress, but it's fun, and I'll I'll end up getting it all done. Uh, give us a voice or email, Mike at cadaverlab.com or Sam at cadaverlab.com, or there's a form that you can fill out and send in on cadaverlab.com. Uh, send us a voicemail, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. Uh, this is a long one. I love it. So, I've heard that. That's what she said, right? You know what I'm supposed <laughs> to say. <laughs> yeah, that, I was really trying to set you up so you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny is uh, one last thing to, to talk about. Because I'm going back to the one-star review. Uh-huh. I was like, well, then we just need to stay away from it. And... I, I'm, I was making mental notes about how many times we refer to stuff like that, uh-huh. and it's a ton. Is it really? Yeah. Well, sorry to that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, let's quit rambling yeah, and let geez. everybody get back to their business. So I guess from the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. Later.